0: Oh, shit. I how to stand that here. I'll deal with that later. <coughs> oh, might as well you... stop and restart. No, I could just edit it out. This is not mine. My... Correct. Hey, buddy, how's your day going? That's... Uh, I want to die. But other than that, it's pretty good. Is it because you're allergic to
1: Texas? <laughs> yes. So... About that. Also, welcome everyone again. Welcome to episode two of Lorecast Eternals. Caution advisory statement uh, announcement. Um, if I start spontaneously uh, dying during the podcast, it's because I'm allergic uh, to Texas, and um, that evil bitch is coming for me.
0: So, oh. yes. Yeah. Also, be aware that um, if you hear a lot of thumping, our upstairs neighbors. Um, they like to practice MMA on a regular basis. Or really aggressive sex. Yeah. Like or hyper, they're... like, they're hate-fucking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that's one way to look at it.
0: Like. What one-pump chumps that are up
1: there? Nah, I'm talking like like the dude just beat the chick's mom, and instead of like leaving him, she decides to fuck her emotions out. <laughs> that's the noises we're hearing above us. It is very concerning. Oh, <clears throat> Alright. Well.
2: So hello everyone, welcome back. Um, just to go ahead and reintroduce ourselves again, in case you didn't listen through episode one. Uh, I am Philip. Uh,
1: I am um, Mitchell. And I am the Jacob. Hello the Jacob. Hello, I am the Jacob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and this this week's, ep- this bi-weekly episode... it's my weekly? Isn't bi-weekly twice a week? Bi weeklies every other week.
1: If y'all are wondering, we are in fact all
0: stupid, which is why <laughs> these com these small conversations happen. Yeah. Um, it, 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 this this bi weekly episode, we are covering the ages of Age of Sigmar. Because, yes um Yes, you are correct. Sigmar had to be really pompous and name the, the third one after himself, like he does everything. But the so, so many Sigmars. But so um, many. Let's cover what's all what's going on. Um, so Jacob, you are going to be covering the Age of Myth? Yes, I'm going to be covering the Age of Myth and
1: the age before that, which is technically like the, the ageless or like before age period. It's very small, but it is technically separated from the Age of Myth, but that is what I'm going to be covering
2: and is that having to do with any of the old world at all or is that kind going of. to be or is that or is it mostly just how the old world connects into the new world of the age of sigmar mm. and the mortal realms
1: so kind of so the age of myth doesn't actually start until sigmar starts traveling through the mortal realms discovering things and waking up the other gods mm. so the ages the, the time before ages is like Sigmar being found by Dracotheon and like the Mortal Realms being made and yada yada, but we'll go over that in a second. But, yeah, okay. but technically, um it is before that happens. Okay. That's yeah. what the Angel's Time
0: is. And um uh, <laughs> I, Mitchell, the man. The man, the myth, the not so legend, the Birdman himself. The Birdman himself, yes. I want to go back to that white cheddar comment from the last episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave that one. Okay. No, as it is. Um, we'll be covering the Age of Chaos. And boy, was that a headache. See, y'all can't see him physically, but when he said the Age of Chaos,
1: the light left his eyes. <laughs> and um, I'm assuming the majority of his soul as well.
0: Yeah. Those chaos gods really took it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. And... Um... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and be covering the age of, the titular Age of Sigmar. Uh, Just so you're aware, this is, in order to make sure this isn't an 18-hour podcast, uh, we're going to be covering the, uh, we're going to be covering the ages themselves in more of an overarching sense. We're not going to be dealing and delving so much into the little nitty-gritties of it. So... Uh, You might hear myself or Mitchell or Jacob mentioning an event and kind of just going, yeah, this is a thing that happened, and it was important, and then moving on. Because, again, like I said, if we really got into the nitty-gritty of it, we'd be here for the next probably three
1: and a half fortnights. Yeah, yeah. And really. we will be going back over these ages at a later date, going much more in depth, talking about the battles that happen and things like that <laughs> in much more explicit detail later. And this is a very long spiel. It is, but yeah. it's real I realistically,
2: I feel like it's it's important to get people to understand like how uh, this is going to
1: be. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and last, <laughs> well, fuck but not you least. guys too. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, um, uh, last episode we said that we would be. Dropping our um, official email address in case anyone who watches the podcast wants to like drop in suggestions later on. And we didn't do that because we're stupid. We will be doing that this episode.
0: Um, yes, so you can reach us at lorecasteternals at gmail.com. And how is that spelled? Please don't ask me. <laughs> so,
2: Lorecast Eternals. A queue in there it's... somewhere. <laughs> no, there's... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lorecast Eternals, it's literally just the word lore. The word cast, and then the word Eternals. No spaces, no capitalizations, no I numbers, no funny business. Just Eternals at gmail.com. If you want to go ahead and send us your love letters or hate mail, or... Um, if you want to send actually, an to please,
0: threats, I can send addresses. Actually, please, please send don't. me hate mail. Yes.
2: I'm, I'm a sadist. Uh, I believe that's <laughs> masochist, Mitchell. How stupid is
1: <laughs> This is no... <laughs> Alright, so it's been... It's been six minutes without further ado. Whoa, we
0: still have a Facebook page.
1: Oh, yeah. oh we do. We oh. created that 15 minutes ago. Yes, we did. Yeah. Hey. Also, there
0: is, there is a Twitter.
1: Yeah, I, I was
0: supposed to create the Facebook page, and I forgot about that. But no, I did create a Twitter, though, so... Hey. Yeah, that's L... L. It's L Eternals, but not like E-L Eternals, like the Spanish. It's just the letter L. Just the letter L. L Eternals. Eternals.
1: Yeah. yeah. Keeping it simple. Yes.
2: All Eternals is going to be our Twitter handle, uh, Lorecast Eternals. Trust me, if you get there, you, you'll know it's us. It's, all the same There's country. nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our Facebook page. It's
0: just Lorecast Eternals.
2: Okay. Easy peasy. Yeah. Just want to make sure everybody can find it easily. Yeah.
0: Somehow nobody ever thought about this name. I know, right? Oh yeah. so well, obvious, too. You,
2: you
1: look us up on Google or the first one, I thought accomplished from that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs>
2: Mmm, success. Is is this is this what Elon Musk feels like? Pinky up.
1: Pinky out. <laughs> Fancy. Um, Heyo. So I believe that are all the announcements we have to get out of the way, and I think we can dive right into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yeah? Taters. Uh-huh. Alrighty, then I guess I'm up first. <clears throat> so, like I said, I'm going to be going over the, um, the first age, the age of myth, and the Mini age, right before, which is the age of the, the time before ages. So, to talk about this properly, I'm gonna have to talk about the world that was and the end times a little bit, because the destruction of the old fantasy world ties in directly into the creation of the mortal realms. So, as most of you know, um, there was Warhammer Fantasy, which was what the game was before Age of Sigmar, and Chaos blew that shit up. Because that's what chaos does. <coughs> dun, 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 dun. And the Skaven fucked everything as Skaven liked to do. And... When the world that was... Um... Exploded. I'm gonna say exploded. Um, Zapped. The magics that were used to create and destroy that world... And like... Space dust and other things... After a time kind of... Condensed down... And formed basically crystallized realities, which is the mortal realms. That is basically what compromises
0: the entirety of so, the Aether sigma world. I have a quick comment about this. Um, apparently, actually, these eight mortal realms—mortal realms. When I was reading through all the wiki and stuff, uh, they're actually like planets so yes to a certain degree yeah yeah because um there was a case where one 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 um certain realm was being attacked by corn you can look from a different realm and you can look in the sky the night sky and it was just a gigantic flaming head and <laughs> the night sky and you're like that sounds low. damn i'm sure happy i'm not there and those guys are
1: <laughs> fucked <laughs> yeah so yeah, that, that, that's pretty that's pretty accurate they're so they're described as crystallized realities, but yes, they are basically planets that are all connected via the realm gates and all that shenanigans, which we'll get into shortly. But these the, the, these lands were literally created from the magics and whatnot of the old world. So to a certain extent, you can almost see the mortal realms as like a reincarnation of the old world. It's not. It's yes, all the lands are new, but it's the same stuff from the old world that made the new world. So <clears throat> that is important because that is basically like. the 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 ground level of what age of sigmar is based off of so um during the time before ages all all of the dust and stuff was condensing and the mortal realms were made and um the god beasts were formed and these are basically just horrifically powerful elemental semi-deities that just kind of cropped up when the mortal realms were created from the magics and whatnot like dracotheon and all the other big ones and whatnot those are all called god beasts or zodiacal beasts
0: um question with the god beasts Mm -hmm. um were they just the top of the line for the certain races or were they like actually just born gods because i know a little bit of Kragnos lore where he was not a god but now he's considered like a god so Kinda
1: yes, kinda no. So like Dracotheon, for instance, that that's like one of the biggest god beasts. They're the most known. Um, he he's the father of the the, the Draconiths, I believe. I believe they're called, which yeah, the, those are the, the 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 sentient dragon species. Um, god, what's his name? Yagmug or something like that? Yagmug. I, I think I think how you pronounce it. As long as you have a stroke while saying it, you hundred percent. I can't right? see it on my left eye. Um, <laughs> he he's uh, he is the. Do you smell toast? He is the grandfather of all gargants. He is the father of Behmat, 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 whatever, and Behmat is what made the Gargants, and it is actually said that he actually created the land, the sky, and the ocean by hitting reality with his club, I think? Something, and he like drank half of the first ocean, all kinds of crazy shit. But all of the god beasts, a lot of them are progenitors of species that you see on, in the lore and on tabletop. But not all of them. Like the god beast that trapped Gorka Morka in the Age of Myth, which is something I'll cover shortly, was called, I forget the name, but it was literally a living avalanche. I think it was technically made of like amber, but it was called a living avalanche. So like obviously, I don't think Age of Sigmar has a bunch of mini avalanches that are sentient running around, but that's what it was. So um, And like I said, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this particular topic yet, but I will, belabor, but as, I will later. But as far as I'm aware... Some of them are progenitors, yes, and some of them aren't. So I think, to a certain extent, all of the god beasts were, they kind of formed as like semi-deific beings and some of them had kids and some of them didn't or couldn't. Is is my understanding. Once again, I might be incorrect. This will be a topic that we will be going over later. But that is how I understand it right now. Anywho, so, these beasts are roaming around and whatnot and one day, a Dracotheon, which is, you know, the, 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 the great dragon, um, sees this gigantic flaming ball of stuff in the sky. And what that was, I believe, I think, I believe, yeah, it was called Malus, I think, Malus. And it, it was literally the core of the world that was. I believe it was made out of Sigmarite, I think. I forget what it was called Sig- then, but Sigmar woke up and was like, this is Sigmarite, can't have Sigmarite But besides <laughs> the point, he saw that and he was like, man, I'm going to take that because I think that's cool as shit. I'm going to take that and bring it here on the planet so I can, like, observe its beauty.
0: Can we please explain the headcanon of um, Nakai?
1: <laughs> no, but so, I'll get there. Yeah, well,
0: I'm, I'm too emotionally attached to him. Oh, I'm doing this because in the end times, they never actually wrote the death of Nakai. <sighs> so when the world exploded in my head cannon, Nakai is just circling Sigmar just, on the, on he's the, the just, core.
1: He's just in space, totally wandering. Sorry, besides the point. Inside joke. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> but anyway, so Dracotheon flies up to this gigantic flying bolt stuff, which once again was the core of the world that was. And he, as he gets close to it, he sees... There's a whole-ass dude on that planet. And that whole-ass dude happened to be Sigmar. And so Dracotheon sees him, and he's like, Hmm, who's this guy? And he kind of gets close to him, and he kind of senses, like, a kindred spirit almost within him and, like, breathes on him and, like, brings him back to life. And that is how Sigmar basically arrived on the mortal realms. Dracotheon revived him, and Sigmar was like, Thanks, bro. You're pretty cool. Here's this necklace. And he gave him, I think it's, like, a some sort of, like, necklace or something made of Sigmarite that he, like, gifted to Dracotheon. Um, and then ends in Dracotheon. Good question. I don't know. How,
0: how, how did he have a that's necklace a, of Sigma? That's a good fucking question. That's, a, that's an excellent core, question, Mitchell. We will, we was, will come back to that. Was the core of the planet made of Sigma? Yes, Red? it was. Yes. Okay, but there wasn't any other realms and how, like, if it's a...
1: Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Stop I'm not word. understanding. Stop. We'll get, there. Stop. No understanding. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. I promise. So, Dracotheon drags, once again, the core is called Malice. Uh, into Azir, the realm of heaven. And he and he drags the core and Sigmar himself to Azir. Mm-hmm. Or Azur, And kind of
0: plops Sigmar down. And, um... Yes. I thought the old world became the new realms. Such as, like, it was, like, Stardust combined into, like, actual planets. And those planets are the realms. How can one, like, drag a core to a new realm? Unless... Unless they just have a gigantic floating thing of Sigmarite, which all Stormcast Eternals armors come from. So they don't explain it super well, but I'm assuming like the planet
1: exploded, but the core, like the metallic core of the world didn't, and like the shit that did blow the fuck up was used to make the world around. It. and then like the core was just kind of there, and Sigmar was just kind of stranded on it, taking the dopest snap ever. Oh, nice. <laughs> At least from, so, to my understanding. The way I think of it
2: is is basically... The um, Dracotheon dragged the core of the planet. Um, since we've already established that the, the Mortal Realms are realistically just planets, um, the way I see it is uh, more than likely Dracotheon dragged the core into orbit around Azir, and Azir just has a new moon now.
1: Huh? Uh, so the way I see it. It kind of has two because Morseleb's still a thing, huh. the Bad Moon is still a thing. I think like the bad moon. That ain't or, a moon. And, and so like that's no moon. Like Morsel like orbits Malice and then Mal Malus orbits Azir. Basically, so Morselus is the bad moon. I oh maybe it's a, the twin-tailed comet. One of those two.
0: Okay, because then the bad moon actually travels from realm to realm.
1: Um, I I'm not super. Up to date on my fantasy lore at the moment, but it, I know it's more slow. I forget if that's the moon or the, or the twin tailed comet. I think it might be the comet, actually. But besides the point, um, when Sigmar gets pulled to Azir by Dracotheon and he kind of gets sat down, um, he's like, wow, what the fuck is this? And he, you know, decides to just travel and discover where he's at, what this new land is. As far as he is aware, you know, like he's the only survivor from the. From the world that was, except, you know, Archeon,
0: the dick. And so he... He gets he, he himself into the realm of chaos.
1: He literally just starts exploring the mortal realms. And that is the start of the Age of Myth. And that is how it begins. It, it is Sigmar's travels. <clears throat> I have to drink some
0: water. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> we just had to pause and I just had a quick conversation and I'm just internally screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for.
1: That's what we're here for. So, as I was saying, um, Sigmar starts traveling. And he does a whole lot of shit while he's traveling. And he meets, like, you know, the, the humans that are there and all kinds of other tribes and whatnot that are just living on the mortal realms at the time. And, you know, he defeats. You know, he fights god beasts and does all kinds of crazy shit and basically starts getting worshiped as a god again.
0: Yes. Yes. God continue. Worship 2.0. Thanks, can you tell me the details of Sigmar's adventures?
1: like, <laughs> hey, that should be a book series. The yes. Adventures of Sigmar. Um, So uh, he goes from realm to realm, goes through all eight of them. And like I said, he, he just does a bunch of really random shit while exploring um he gets worshiped as a god again whenever he meets like you know any of the humans that are around or something like that he kind of like teaches them and tries to uplift them because once again sigmar is the god of civilization and he so he up he uplifts anyone that he sees and um does all kinds of stuff like in akshi he fights like the god uh, the god or the zodiacal beast of like the i think it's like the fire ogre or something like that and casts them and casts them out of akshi which is the land of fire the dwarves eventually get to and all kinds of shit of that nature, and the big important part of this is that um, what he does while he's exploring is he finds the other gods of like um, the, uh, the order of destruction, uh, death and order and all that stuff. Like he finds Alario, Nagash, Tyrion, all that stuff, and and a lot of them. When he finds them, he like brings he brings like new life into them, which is very important because that's like how. The pantheon of order first got established in the very
0: beginning okay every single time we say our l'oreal, a lariel i just can't get like her picture of her thigh out of my mind oh god <laughs> Oh, that, my God, it's so thick. Girl oh, thick. <laughs> uh, that girl thick.
1: Her model Side is... Side note, so if you look vivid. at a Lario's model in Sigmar, like, that just, woman can crush, like, cinder blocks with, <laughs> with her thighs. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs>
2: you've seen the videos of the, like, women who are just crushing watermelons between their thighs. Like, I, I get... I get watermelon crush. No, no, vibes. no she's I'm an, an ab-
0: model. She's an absolutely scary character because her eyes are just white, and she's like, "I got power within me," but though, like that one thigh that's showing, I'm just like, "Damn, she has the bicycle everywhere." <laughs> All I'm saying is, when I look at that plastic
1: model, I don't know if I should be aroused or terrified. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, oh God. My God!
1: Look,
2: look, guys. All I'm saying is, I'm a member of the religion of the Holy Thibel.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> <coughs> Anywho. <clears throat> um. Fucking God damn it! You threw off my groove. <laughs> oh no, I threw off the emperor's groove. <laughs> um. So anyway. Uh. The gro- uh, fuck! Jesus Christ! You're clearly not pulling the right lever. Ah. Sigmar, during his travels, finds and awakens the gods, um, and so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about that. I think my favorite one, for starters, is when he finds fucking Gorgomorka. So uh, basically, Gorgomorka arrives on um, the Immortal Realms, and his he I think he arrives in Gr- or Gru, the realm of beasts, and he he touches down. He's like, "Yep, time to crump shit." And that's basically exactly what he does. Uh, and then he gets into a fight with. Um, the living avalanche, yes. The god, I forget like the name of it. it. It's the it's called it's the god beast that's called the living the living avalanche, and it just kind of swallows him, and he's
0: kind of stuck. I just imagine him as a slime, like It's kind of how I see it too, and I don't yeah. know how I should feel about that. Yeah, that, 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 I'm just imagining the anime, the time I got turned into a slime. Being <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the
2: time I got reincarnated, yeah, as a slime? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Drakatoa. that's its name. Drac. I think that's how you pronounce it Drakatoa the Living Avalanche that's what it is so um, he gets eaten by the Living Avalanche and that's kind of where he is so when Sigmar comes along and he's like in the realm of beasts just kind of doing his thing he sees Gorka Morka, stuck in amber and he remembers he knows who this is this is a so this is a powerful being from the world that was so Sigmar's like I'm a Freem like fuck it it's someone who's from my past you know who knows what can happen and at the time of his travels, he is traveling with Dracotheon. So he gets Gorkamorka out of this, out of the living avalanche, out of the amber. And Gorgomorka's like, "Man, you my homie. Thanks for freeing me. I'm a bitch slap your dragon now." <laughs> and that's exactly what he does. He just bonks Dracotheon in one taps so he doesn't die, but he gets put into the fucking dopest nap ever. Like it's Dope like and is Sigmar's nap. I, I think it was. He just fucking bonk and just that fucking dragon was out. And Sigmar took exception to this, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna punch you in the schnoz." And so fucking Sigmar and Gorgomorga just get into this twelve day fight, this all out fucking brawl. Like they create, um, they create like a whole new mountain range, which is called the Miraz Mountain Range. <laughs> get it? Yes. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's such a terrible. Wait, 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 wait. wait,
1: wait.
2: I don't get it. Please explain.
0: <laughs> his hammer's called Gold Mirage so when he <laughs> made the mountains it's called the <laughs> not did he name him after himself but he named it after his hammer. This guy is so pompous.
1: Uh, then like they make I love it. <laughs> they make a canyon anyway. It's I want to die. Anywho they get into this 12-day fight. They're making mountain ranges, and they're making new canyons and shit. Just this haul-out brawl. There's, like, other beasts in Gru that are just watching this. Like, what the fuck is this? They're just chilling there watching this, like, the most dramatic MMA fight to ever exist for 12 <laughs> straight fucking days. And after 12 days, uh, they kind of stop because they're tuckered out. And Gorker is like, man, I couldn't absolutely wreck your shit. You're my friend now. And Sigmar's like, cool. And... That's literally it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like how Gorka Borka and Sigmar become friends. I got a quick question for you. On um, The fact that Sigmar and Gorka Borka can sit there and create mountains during a fight just by pure strength and no psychic power. Who do you think is physically stronger? Because we're very much, we know a lot more about 40k lore. Who's physically stronger? The Emperor or Sigmar.
2: I'm assuming you're referring to the Emperor of Mankind. Oh, yes. Okay.
0: Now, I'm not talking about, like... Carl Franz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why you gotta do this to me? Because <laughs> I, I sent for the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, 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 should we start calling you Constantine Valdor? A little bit. Um, no better yet, I'll, I'll call him I'm gonna Horus. go with they're at the same tier, and this is why. Sigmar is actually a god... The Emperor technically is not, but the Emperor... That's
2: that's some serious heresy you're spouting over there. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) The Emperor was made under really retarded circumstances, and he is just so astronomically powerful just naturally. I think I'm going to say that when it comes to, like, just strength... I'ma say even. It's probably not true, but I don't wanna have to have that like in-depth math equation going on in my brain right now, or I'm just not gonna get
0: through this podcast. <laughs> okay. I will make an argument that Sigmar is stronger physically than the Emperor. Emperor is by far a lot stronger psychically. Yeah, I could yeah, I, I could see that. But
2: mostly but mostly because whenever Sigmar uh I could er, that. Sigmar fights Archeon and he actually like has to fight him. Phys- physically with Archeon, and Archeon kind of sort of wins, from what you've explained to me, Mitchell. Um, but, um, we, we
0: will, get, we will get, into- yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. He will we'll get to wins, that. but not no.
1: because he beats Sigmar's no. ass. My, my, my
0: explanation is, is that Sigmar can eat a hammer and destroy a mountain.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> but like, see, the, the big difference is that Sigmar can eat a hammer and destroy a mountain, whereas the Emperor is like, hey, you see that planet anymore? Yeah, that planet's not there anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and purely just through strength of his mind alone, and that—that's—that's that's fucking terrifying.
0: Nuts. but continue.
1: So, um, before I continue on with the rest of Sigma Sh- l- 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 Sigmar's shenanigans, I'm gonna give y'all a little brief explanation of like the other gods and kind of like what happened with them. Um, Morathi. Titties out, snake lady. Um, when she was like reincarnated onto the Moral Planes, she basically crash landed into Ogil. Oh og- Oglu. Og- 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 fuck that one. Roma Shadows.
0: Yes. Um didn't she actually get thrown up by Slanesh, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, regurgitated her and she I don't think she was there for the Battle of Burning Skies. Which we'll get to later, but Yeah,
1: but um so what happened with her was that um so she was around during the Age of Myth, and she and so she was basically like she was reincarnated in Olgu. Like she was, she she awoke like flying through the sky of Olgu, and she crash landed. And she was also a snake lady now because she had been transformed, and her mind was shattered by like what had happened. And so like during the Age of Myth, she kind of like just pieces her shit back together. Um, Malarion, who is the other dark elven god, hashtag Malekith, um when he 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 awoke in Olgu as well, just as like the god of shadow and he was just incorporeal. He was just shadows. He had no control of his power yet. And basically through the pure um, edgelord power of rage because he couldn't do things because he ain't got no hands or nothing put himself together. That's kind
0: of what they were doing. I um, imagine him as Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Oh, room. man, I'm, I can see it in my brain now. God damn it. I, I can just see literally Johnny Depp, but it's just Malarion's face <laughs> trimming hedges. <laughs> fuck. Inner peace. Inner peace. Anywho. um, so that's what they're doing. Um, Grimnir and Grungi get trapped on a mountain. There was some betrayal thing, and they got chained to a mountain in Akshi. For reasons. Um, uh... You good there, bud? I'm putting my glass down. <laughs> <laughs> so the, dwar- the dwarven gods are incapacitated. Um, Tyrion and Teclis are in the Hish, and they get, like, resurrected by Sigmar. And, um... Nagash ends up in Shiaish and I forget if he's like dead or if he's incorporeal or something like that but so basically for better for, for more for less all of the gods are incapacitated when they accept Gorka Morka, but he becomes incapacitated but they are all basically incapacitated and, Sigma, and so as Sigmar travels he finds them and either helps them like with their issue or basically breathes new life into them and through each god he does this for he basically creates the first incarnation the pantheon of order and every for every god he saves they like give they give him like a gift of gratitude for like basically helping them out with this shit um and and that is literally how the first pantheon of order is formed is because sigmar literally traveled around and woke the gods up or kind of helped them like become physical entities on um in the in the mortal realms
0: do we know how long the Age of Myth was for, like the, this period of time? Like, oh we've god, been finding these things. It, it was a while. It was. It was
1: definitely what because, like, Sigmar first traveling and setting up, like the gods was just just the first part. I think uh, Age of Myth lasted. I want to say like upwards of a thousand years, maybe a little less, Ooh. but something around. It was a while yeah. because because so so Sigmar awakens all the gods, right? Yeah, and all the gods. Go about their realm so Marathi, Malarion are in Olgu, the realm of shadows, um Nagash is in Shaish 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 Shais, 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 doing Shais. His realm of death shenanigans. Grungi and Grimnir or not Grimnir, I'll get to that in a second. Uh they're in Akshi, the Realm the Realm the Realm of Fire. Um Gorkomorka's murdering things in Gru go, Gorkamorka's doing Gorkamorka's Gorka doing Gorkomorka things. yeah <clears throat> he is being both brutal and cunning and cunning and brutal. Um, you know, so they're, they're all setting up and Tyrion and Teclas are in Hish. Hish? I think Hish. that's how it's pronounced. They're, they're, they're doing all that shit. So they, so they like, they're setting up their civilization and they do get set up. It's not like, oh yeah, they have they're in Hudson and what like big cities are built and trade flourishes. Like it's a true realm of advancement and peace and understanding. It's paradise to a certain extent. Um, if so you can call a flaming realm paradise. Uh, it's not like, oh, look, people are on fire, but it's just the AC's broke. <laughs> oh, so, Sigmar hasn't fixed the AC yet with Sigmarite. <laughs> oh, so uh, the south in summer. That one, what we're currently going through.
0: <laughs> Canada three weeks ago. <laughs> 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 anywhere,
1: was- anywhere
2: on the equator.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, the realm lasts a while because a whole... As civilizations crop up. Um, and, and, and that's basically what happens. And I'm going to go over a couple more topics that are of import during the um, realm of myth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so another one, another important one is uh, the Lizardmen. So in End Times, the Lizardmen got Jeez. in their spaceships and fucked off. And no, I'm not talking about that because it made me fucking sad because GW did the Lizardmen dirty in End Times. And we're not talking about it.
0: That guy's not dead. Fuck
1: you! <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Anyhow, so they got in their temple city spaceships and fucking yote. Uh Drakothion found them too. Before I think, I think a little before. How
0: is this? How is a dragon
1: in space? No. So like, they were they were drawn to the mortal realms after a time, and Drakothion found them and like took pity on their plight and took them to um, Azir as well, realm of Heaven, where Sigmar cities are, and they got set up in, like, the upper vaults of it, and they just kind of sat there and, like, drank celestial energy juice and became the Starborn. Ooh. And that's kind of what they did. Do. Yeah. The elves fucked Slanesh and the myth as well, you know, Slanesh being all, like, tied up, BDSM-like. Yeah, you that happens. You think she would
0: enjoy it, or he? Oh, she doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It. And in the. the, They don't. In the core rulebook, it states that Slanesh is a key. But in my mind, we all
1: all know that Slanesh is a they. (laughs) We all know that while Slanesh
2: might be rocking the triple E cups, she's also rocking that 13 inch peen. 100%. 13
0: inch. Dong! DONG! (laughs) We've had this conversation. (laughs) Um,
2: But yeah, that. The, the, real, the real bad thing here is that we've had this conversation before and two of us are actually drinking at the moment trying to which have means we're not going to be having Penises good... get
1: brought up every fucking time. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you talk about Slanesh like I don't know what to tell you, bud. So, the imprisonment of Slanesh is another important thing that happens during the Age of Myth and that's basically the four elven gods Tyrion, Teclas, Marathi, Malarion are like yeah, fuck this bitch and that's kind of what they do. Um, so, during uh, the... Um, the end times, Slaanesh just kind of like pinky up, drank so many elf, so- elf souls. Because they were elf at the time, not elves. A- elves. Bullshit. Uh, basically huh. nommed <laughs> on so many pointy ear souls that they kind of just couldn't move or do anything. And kind of like, man, this would be a really inconvenient time if four really angry elven deities rolled up on me. And that is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, you-, you would make the argument. It's like, wow, she's... That they is a chaos god. Th- S- Sloanesh is them they. <laughs> <laughs> um, they is a chaos god. Chaos god. I believe in you. I. Uh, English. Um, English. So powerful. How how can they lose? well, if I ate a 13-pound brisket, I'm not going to move. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that, that's... Basically, <laughs> Slanash
0: went to McDiddy's and was like, I
1: want 57 Big Macs, but make them Big Macs, triple Macs. 47 <laughs> orders of fries, a number nine, a number, a number, nine, number nine large. Number nine. And that is exactly what happened. So the four Elven Gods rolled up on her, and, or they, them, it, whatever, and they did not have a good time. Basically, they... Basically, they bound Slanesh with, like... Um, with, like, chains of, like, darkness. I think it was called, like, the chain of, like, eternal pain or something like that. And insert
0: edgelord name here. There's and a pretty cool picture of it on um, online. I will post it on the Facebook page. So yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I will try that. Best. I get, also that Gashman was
1: nice, too. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, so Tyrion and Teclis th- yeet this bitch into, like, a pocket dimension. And Marathi and Malarion... Chain her up, and there she sits until now, still currently doing it. <laughs> so
0: she's enjoying the, it.
1: end the the initial improvement of Slendish happens at Age of Myth, and then Slendish just proceeds to not have a good time. I think forever.
0: She, I think she or them or they, them they enjoys it because BDSM. Probably not that it matters much. Just huh, saying, if I was a masochist, I would like to be chained up. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, not, not like it matters much in the Age of Chaos. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> it matters just a bad bit. <laughs>
1: um so that's a very that is a very important and prevalent part of the lore. Um, oh Grimnir dies. Oh boy in the um, age of age of myth. So when Sigmar huh. goes when Sigmar goes to Akshi dies, quote. Ah uh, so like it's it's pretty certain he's dead, but he's still listed as a god. So, like, I don't know. I'm just going to go with he's indisposed. But, so, when 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 Sigmar rolled in Akshi and found Grungi and Grimnar, like, stuck on top of this mountain, chained up, and he was like, get these motherfucking chains off and yoke them off, Grungi was like, you my homie. Thank you a lot. I'm going to help you do things. And Grimnar was like, I hate humans. Let me pay off this debt right now. Right now. RIGHT NOW! And um, he was like, Tell me a foe you want me to slay so I won't be in your debt. And Sigmar was like, Uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And told Grimnir to go kill Volcatrix, which was the mother of salamanders. And of course, in this, the salamanders are the fire breathing monstrosities, just like they are in 40k. Except, you know, she's a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So Grimnir rolls up on this thing's cave, and Volcatrix is just fucking massive and they fight for... Is, is Volcatrix a god beast? Yes Volcatrix is a god beast and a very powerful one at that so Grimnir and Volcatrix fight for a long time and they they, they, they give they give Akshi the Sigmar or Gorka treatment they make plains and valleys all kinds of crazy shit while they're fighting and they kill each other when they when their battle ends they like their body basically rains down on Akshi like as meteors like that's how that's how cataclysmic their battle was However, and this is important, Grimnir's death, and I forget if it's like Grimnir's like essence when he died mixed with Volkatrixes or if it's just Grimnir's body mixed with like the essence of Akshi, or something like that. But Grimnir dying, his body turned into Urgold, which is what I believe the Fire Slayers simp for aggressively. Can oh, yeah. you
0: imagine going into battle wearing your god?
1: Okay, I know this isn't appropriate, but I have to say, like. Imagine, like, finding some Urgold and being like, I wonder if this was a Grimnir's penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Inappropriate. I was like, no, being tamed up five minutes ago. It, uh,
2: Grimnir's left nut.
1: <laughs> Guys, I found the peen. <laughs>
2: <God
0: damn it. laughs>
1: oh, back it, and, like, look at all that. Could you imagine making an ergold necklace and it's just, this was part of Grimnir's dog.
0: Dictate <laughs> uh, <entertain> it.
1: Dog. <laughs> Sorry, that's so off topic. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, <laughs> uh, stop. Stop. God. Oh, fuck. Okay, no, I'm Would fine. Would you like some penis to cover your
0: penis? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my
1: god, okay, we need Inner peace. Inner peace.
0: Inner
1: in peace. In peace. So that's shut the fuck up, Phillip. So that's that's what know. happened in Oxy, and that's important because, you know, Grimnir died and it made our gold, and that's a very important thing the lore because that's what the Fire Slayers, you know, they they make their home in oxy to mine that shit. Um so yeah. Lots of important shit happened in the um Age of Myth. Lots of stuff. Um, Tyrion gets resurrected by Sigmar as well, and he is, and he kind of walk. He's walking around. He's like, "Man, there's no elves here. Where are my friends?" Slanesh ate them, <laughs> and so Tyrion kind of like travels a little bit when he wakes up, and there's like no one there, and he is depressed. So, I think eventually Sigmar like either finds. I think he finds Teclis as well and resurrects Teclis. and Tyrion's not alone anymore. This obviously happens before Slanesh gets you know bonked but so that's more or less what happens with Tyrion, i believe um and then sigmar is in shayish and and frees nagash
0: best friends forever for some fucking reason (laughs) best friends forever oh yeah because
1: nagash totally isn't known for
0: stabbing his friends in the back best friends forever right all right, shut up, Bone Daddy. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me.
2: Oh, God. Um, F is for friends who kill
1: each other. <laughs> and so... U is for the undead. That happens. And, and there's there are some other things that the deities do after they're resurrected that I'm not going to go over now because we're just doing a brief description. And we will... I'll go. We'll go into much greater detail later for that, but that's really the meat and bones of what happened. The Age of Myth is yeah. basically Sigmar, mortal realms, finds gods, shenanigans happen, and basically we just have like it's almost, it's it's kind of like what what is it the Victorian era? It was called like the golden era or something like that for England.
2: Oh yeah, the the Victorian era. Yeah, it was kind of an, a new age renaissance almost for it's basically
1: what happens yeah. in the mortal realm. It is this golden era or like the, the golden centuries of just peace and happiness and civilization and trade. And not chaos. And then chaos notices it and they're like, mm, "Should I... I think I'm gonna fuck that up. And that's basically how the Age of
0: Myth ends. Should I explain how that's actually the Gilded Age? <laughs> that, exactly. Oh yeah, look at that transition right there. Well, the Age of Chaos, there are two different start points, guys. You got a soft you got a soft start and then you got a hard point. Now, they don't specifically like sit there and explain The Age of Chaos is 500 years, but they don't explain what part is the start of that 500 years. Is it the invasion the demonic the first demonic invasion with Archeon... Ar 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 Arcan. Archion. Arcan is bone bone daddy lesser. Um Newball slave boy. Arcan is Nagash's newball slave boy and no one can tell me different. Mm, Yes. Um, So the first bit is Oh, I did so much research and I'm just so blanked out at the moment. Ah, yes. The soft, the soft beginning is when the chaos gods realize that there are, uh, you know, actual other other realms other than the chaos realm. I'm gonna keep it, Buck. When the chaos gods saw mortal realms,
1: I feel like they were just like, <laughs> round two, and, and that was it, exactly what through their mind. It was <laughs>
0: time the into like, guess what? It's time to have fun with playing the great game once again. Let's destroy <clears throat> this diamond and become
2: bored. Zeench sitting in the chaos Realm going, yes. Yes, my, my erection, if I had one, possibly, maybe, kind of, sort of, is very much potentially hard.
0: Yeah, but so, like, the soft start officially started when Arcan Ar- Ar- was pretty much just invading some random... Arcan or Archeon? Ar- Archeon? Archeon. Archeon.
1: Ark? Ark? Arc- e? Eh, Ark Arkon. Arkon. Archon,
0: Archon.
2: <laughs> no, this, this is this is just this is just what I imagine chaos upon uh, discovering the mortal realms. Um, <clears throat> Archeon.
1: So Come it's the like little hand. Yeah, this one right here. Archeon, Archeon, go fetch Archeon. Yeah, do
0: it. Um, but I'm not gonna go way into depth of all the events that led up to the hard start called the. Battle of Burning Skies. I'm just gonna go over why the gods left the Pantheon in order because um,
1: and if I have this correct, that's basically what let the Age of Chaos become a thing, right? It was because the gods got all backstabby. Uh, backstabby could be a
0: word for it, or um, desperate.
1: But my my point being is that is like literally like the 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 god got they kind of stop working together and that's yes. what let the chaos do their shit. Chaos happened. That's fair. That is very fair. <laughs> um, the first what? one I... Chaos happens in the age of chaos. Who
2: would have thought, thought?
0: <laughs> So the first the first gut I feel so bad for, I will start with the L'Oreal.
2: Ooh Rip.
0: Oh yeah. Her realm. Girin is how you pronounced that. Am I saying that with a stroke properly? G- I, g- bel- I g- believe I g- believe so. Okay. I believe so. Um that beautiful realm of hers. Caught the
1: eyes of and, Nurgle. And that is the realm of life. Yes. Cool. Garen equals
0: realm of life. The very prosperous, oh, full wait. of, fun fact, full did, of elves. Did, did you send Nurgle? Yes. Oh, oh. fuck. Oh, yeah. It's that bad. Yeah, um, by the way, um, this lead up to the age of, like, the hard start, it's dedicated as decades to centuries. So we don't know how long this, like, this event was. But um... N- Nurgle's all up in that shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Nurgle saw that realm. The realm of life is like, damn, that would make a nice garden. That would make
1: it. That would make a. Lo- that would make a lovely <laughs> summer palace for me.
0: Why do I feel like when you
1: say garden and I just uh, shit myself a little bit? <laughs> probably. Uh, that- that's
2: that's probably just the tuberculosis. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> it's. Ch-
0: are you sure it's tuberculosis
1: man sure is bubonic up in here (laughs) Mm, yes
2: Uh Ah, yes. truly a wonderful day for some diarrhea so
0: for the longest period of time Ellaria was just fighting a losing battle she just she absolutely hated herself because what she did she hated herself and Sigmar because Sigmar sent her off to different realms to populate and create life
1: oh yeah because she made the sylvanith right or like the, uh, the, the tree people
0: yes but no, it wasn't that, but also everywhere she walked, their life followed her. Okay. That, that's it, the angry sex I was talking about. Then, um, like, life followed. Like, imagine a god just walking and then flowers Just life blooming on her footsteps. That's yes. pretty
1: cool.
2: Yes. Um, well, that's some anime weep shit right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It really is.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's more like some Studio Ghibli shit. But it was it was Sigmar that tasked her with this. Yeah. And so she was like, I I'ma do that and then she came back to her realm and saw Nurgle's rod everywhere, and she was like What? <laughs> <Pourquoi>? <laughs> so when you said
1: that Nurgle went into like the realm of life, one thing popped into my head and it's a scene from Kung Fu Panda when 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 Poe is washing his pits in the pool of sacred tears. <laughs> and Master's like, We do not wash our pits in the pool of sacred tears. All I can see is that's a Lario and there's a fucking uh Gretchen just like rubbing like, yeah, <laughs> like all grody shit. He's just like the scooping fu- the wall. That is exactly what popped into my the head when you said is, Nurgle went to the realm of life. The
2: funny thing is that there there is like a like a sacred stream in the realm of
1: life that oh, is God, that yes. is like straight up like yes. the the river of
2: of like cleansing tears or that something is, like that. That is that is so
0: horrible, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. so she fought that for a long period of time, and it was such a losing battle at the very end of it. She just said, there's like, "I magic time, I'm going to hide myself from the remaining people that I have. Oh, she just leaves. Yes, but also, oh, yeah, she just this, during this period of time, also all of the elves left, and all the Sylvaneth hate the elves now, because they're like, you were supposed to help us, and you went to Azir because it was safer.
2: So, I actually have a question. Uh Jacob, you said earlier that the elves didn't really exist, and then all of a sudden now the elves do exist. Do we do we know oh, when these yes. got like reincarnated or replayed or repopulated? That is
1: entirely my fault, and I apologize. During the during the Age of Myth, um, basically after the four Elven gods trap Slanesh, they basically form a process to extract the souls from Slanesh, cleanse them of chaos taint, and like re them, and return them to mortal form. <clears throat> um. I think, and that's like how, like the that's how like the Edeneth or Indeneth Deepkin got made. I just forget if that's during the Age of Myth or were not. Were they the
0: first um, iteration, and that's the reason I, why they become the Jacari of the Sea?
1: I don't know if they were the first, but I know that they were the first to cause issues because the 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 Deepkin still had like that taint. I know, actually, I think you're right. I think they were the first because I believe the Deepkin still had like the slight taint of Slanesh in their soul. So Which I think, is why they hunger so for souls. I think it was Tyrion who was like, I'm going to fucking kill these things because they're still tainted. And Teclis were like, these are my boys that I made. You can't kill them, my boys. And <laughs> my <Tyrion. children. laughs> And Teclis helped them escape. Um, and then they kind of just like yoked into the sea. And I think, and I'm a little fuzzy on this. Once again, we'll be going back over this later episodes more in depth. So this is real brief. So I don't have all of my shit straight. But I think Teclis had like... A lantern or some sort of like magical lantern artifact or something like that, that like he helped like guide the souls from Slanesh to like back into reality. And basically, once Tyrion tried to unalive them, uh, they Teclis helped them escape and they grabbed the lantern and they just fucking yote into the sea. Yeah. Once again, I don't. You know what, I think that is an Age of Myth, and that is 100% my bad,
0: and I'm going to shut the fuck A room. lot of this stuff is um happening in the Age of Myth, so don't feel bad. I'm yeah. going to shut the fuck up now. You yeah, continue. Because um, <laughs> there is a really good transition period that is the soft start. Yeah, a lot of is, shit happens. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and she used a whole lot of magic, and that's the reason why the Silver actually are still alive. And it's because they could not find the last pocket.
1: So she just so she was like, "This is a losing battle. I'm a yeet," and she just took the yeah. remaining people mm-hmm. with her, and they just get so, that,
0: that, herself away. That yeah. really took her out of the um, pantheon of order. Yeah, um, and, she, and
1: she really, she literally did just basically
2: form a smaller enclosed realm inside of her own her own realm
1: I, I, the reason i know this is because in the age of sigmar chaos comes back and they're like we're coming for your booty mm. so it's fair to say that she didn't like break off from the or the Pantheon order she just hid herself to keep her and her people alive yeah, and she, was, and she no, wasn't was there no, no, the for next
0: that. person i'm talking about he literally did just kind of break off isn't yeah. a gash no that's Gorkum Oh, well, oh yeah. Gorka that's a, does yeah, that's, things. That's yeah, fair. as I wrote down, he just really got tired of all the politics and debates of the council. And um he really did not care what was happening. All he wanted to do was crump.
1: <laughs> and boy. That sounds pretty Gorkamorka.
0: And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh I'm having a strong <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah,
1: because Sigmar had Gorka Morker just go into, like, guru, 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 gr- 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 fuck, the, the land of beasts, and just, like, kill all the dangerous beasts. That's what he yeah. was doing, right? Yeah,
0: Um. and during one of those, like, escapades of his about oh, killing a beast, actually, Korn made a mockery a mockery and laughed in disguise, and that got, and, like, Gorka Morker heard that, and it just angered. Like, it, st- it started the process, as, it was more like, Ha! You used to be awesome. Now you are just a pleb, I guess. Oh, so Aaron corn Morgan.
1: just corn just called Gorkamorka a bitch, and he took exception to that. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs>
0: yes, and then that just kind of simmered in Gorkamorka for a while, and he was in a meeting of the council, or as you're like the pantheon, and he just like, I'm an anger now, and just stomped on his way out, and just led a great wog across the cosmos. <laughs> Oh. Huh.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that, All right, then. <laughs> I would say that's a pretty direct two-week notice letter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Grungi, um, you know, he really never left. All he never did was, like, be a really bad dad and um, only just focused on work. And when the chaos invasion of Akish... Actually, Akshi came? Yes. He was like, ah, my children, they will learn from this hardship and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to focus on my work and let them fall. You're telling me he was just like, I know, helicopter, papa, sink or swim, bitch, and dipped? Yes.
1: (laughs) 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 Dwarves? Dad, wait! Fucking the chaos gods, so just, and I'm just a Goggy's like, nah, you will be fine. Let me go have a pack of smoke. See you never.
2: Literally, just like the, the, the fucking, the fucking skyworms, the overlord's just like, father, we need you.
0: No, no, that, that, that was created after but um, they were kind of, You know what I mean. <laughs> But, yeah, it's actually all the dwarves kind of hate him now <laughs> because of this. Because they hold you know, you know, dwarves holding grudges. What? No, it doesn't what? happen. It's not like they have a book called the Book of Grudges. No. Wait a minute. No. Is that in no. the Your library? <laughs> can I go Can I go check out the Book of Grudges by the dwarves? Nope. Fake news. Doesn't happen. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. They're not called dwarves. Dirted. Dirted, yes. Dirted. Which volume? <laughs> there aren't many. <laughs> <laughs> um... So actually, yeah. So he actually felt really bad about that because he's like, "Uh, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should focus a little less on work." Well, didn't the dwarves get like
1: absolutely fucking annihilated during the Rome of Age chaos? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Um, didn't like one. Like oh, I think only like only like, one faction lived. Right. Two. Well, no, they're still original dwarves, but I think those are dwarves that were living in Azir. But, um, yeah, those are, the those Fire are your, Slayers um, city, cities of Sigmar Dwarves. Yeah. Um, the Fire Slayers actually, like, block themselves off in their magma, whatever that's called. And then the um, other dwarves are like... The Cardons, right? The, the-, the Cardons are like, hmm... That sky looking pretty safe up there. And I forget yeah. why did the cards and overlords go to the sky? Um, actually, beforehand, before they were going to the sky, mm-hmm. there was a sky mining operation because there's aether gold in the sky, and that's oh. and but aether gold is that the, makes sense? Yeah, um, aether gold is the creation of when Grenier <laughs> is working on metalworks and when he's breathing on it, mm-hmm. what comes off of that breath of like hitting that metal is aether gold, and that just floats in the sky. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. All right. That, that, yeah, trip, fuck it, yeah. So they're like, oh, that's more profitable. And then demons came. They're like, that also looks safer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like horrific abominations, murder fucking everything on the ground. The dwarfs, yeah, I think I'm a fly now. Yeah, no. I think we're just gonna stay up here.
0: In our necks and our next boy. <laughs> F's in chat for Grimnir. RIP. A moment of, okay. moment of silence, please.
1: He needs some milk! <laughs> yeah, effing chat for Grimnir, that boy. Yeah. That man.
0: Yeah. Uh, that very angry stunty. <laughs> just in case you're like me and you probably blanked out for that period of conversation that lasted five minutes, he got he got deaded by a god beast called. Volcatrix. Volcatrix. He got hella deaded. He got hella deaded. Um, then the. I'm, I just classify this as the Elves. Elf, elves. Tyrion, Tackless, Malarian. Because I don't Marathi. think. Um, I don't think Marathi was in this period of time at the moment. I think Marathi actually popped out after the Burning Skies. What? Huh? Yeah. Um, like, she, like she became active again after... Yeah, that...
1: that well, because I know she was around during the Age of Myth because she she helped chain up Slaanesh, but then she like just like went away and did her own shit I for a while.
0: I think Slaanesh was actually truly, truly chained up in the Age of Chaos... This is very confusing because I just... I read this like, oh, look at this. Marathi shows up and stuff like that. and I'm like, that's after the burning sky. So I just got so confused. This is the reason why I was having, like, screaming. And, and like, I just wanted... It's why my soul depleted when I was reading this. Okay,
1: so, it, so let's say it's fair to say that, like, the initial locking up of Slanesh happened in the Age of Myth. And then
0: once the Marathi had, like, pieced her mind back together, I guess. No. In my yeah. mind, what I imagine is they found... Slanesh during the Age of Myth but they couldn't b- bind her until Marathi came because Marathi it was Marathi that had the knowledge of how like of how Slanesh was because she was inside of Slanesh, and they needed her also sorcerer powers like the fact that she's a very powerful sorcerer or sorceress because she's female um, they couldn't do that until then alright that 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 is my head canon. That's what I read. But this is something we'll, we're gonna we'll, come back. Yeah, to. we'll look
1: into it more. This, this, this contradictory should happens all the fucking time. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm, Malarian,
0: yeah. Malach, <coughs> hashtag Malach. Um, that boy was just a straight up Chad and just went, Eh, my gift's good enough. I'm gonna yeet." You just yote. And you just yote like back into Olgo, like the like the No, shadows. yeah, just, he just wanted to go do his own stuff and try to follow, find all the elves. Ah. Yeah, he, he just he, g- he gave his gift, and he went, my here, my job here, done. And what
1: was his gift again to Sigmar?
0: Um, it was like a fighting ring. It oh, was a yeah, the, yeah, and, that then, like, and then
1: when the storm came. Okay, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get back to that. I know exactly what you're talking about now.
0: Um, Tyrion and Teclis, after teaching everybody all the things in the Azir, they were like, oh, yes, my studies. My studies, more in-depth. Oh, look at that. I found the location of Slanesh. Dun, dun, dun. And so they won the malarian. They were like, oh, hey, true. we should try to get this done. And the malarian's like, I don't think we could do this, then morality came. And my my favorite Nagesh. Because what I read is completely different from yours, Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, no, me me and him
1: had a little pre-conversation before this happened. Like, from from my perspective of what I was reading, is Nagash is a dick and just kind of dipped on Sigmar, and then from what Mitchell was reading was that, um, the the exact opposite. And and Sigmar is a dick and dipped on Nagash. So I think it's fair to say that, like, uh, Sigmar and Nagash are both dicks and they both dipped on each other to
0: a certain
2: degree. Because... So So please, Mitchell, tell us more about Poppy Bone Daddy.
0: Oh, yeah, the big bone dad himself. (laughs) <laughs> the big bone daddy himself, literally, oh gosh, he built all the cities, pretty much the majority of all the cities with his undead army. Like in Shaish or like yes, everywhere? So it was literal civilizations that would migrate just came upon an empty city. And they're like, dope, that looks like a nice place to settle. Oh, so he just walked around just building like, shit. He built all the buildings and all the cities and that's what allowed for the civilizations to pop up. His armies actually built a lot and did a lot for the Elms. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's not just in Shaiish; that's everywhere. He that's the, that was everywhere. But is when wow. the demon. That's it, neat. Yeah, is when the demons' invasion came to Shaiish. He actually retracted a lot of his armies and a lot of the building stopped. So, and he was so focused on that and he was like, hey guys, I kind of need some help here. This is a really big invasion. And Sigmar was like, "Mm, I I don't know what's going on over there. And this literally, like, it drove a dagger between Nagash and Sigmar. And um, like it just grew bigger and bigger because it just this was lasting for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and then it got to the point where it was the Battle of All Gates later later on. This was the, pre- uh, the, yeah. the the precursor for um the Battle of the Burning
1: Skies. So this is still like the soft point of the Age of Chaos. Yes. this is before like, the actual like, Age of
0: Chaos began.
1: Yes, okay.
0: So this is the before the Battle of Burning Skies where. Nagash was fighting chaos at the Battle of All Points, and then Sigmar, with his armies, showed up. This was before all the Stormcast Eternals and so whatnot. This is just, like, humans and all these tribes showing up. Yeah, we were and, just just, like, considered basically just, like, the cities of Sigmar
1: were with him, basically. Yeah. Or whatever, was, whatever they were called back then.
0: Yeah, and um, they showed up, and si- Nagash just turned around and went, Where you been? You time to die. Oh. And so he turned, he turned on sigmar and this drove sigmar in such a rage that his like his warrior aspect apparently just tore across each and trying to find and find retribution against like this action which it was never found um and it was this when sigmar left to go find retribution like to um sit there and find revenge of this action that the battle of allgate lost and then um chaos is able to take over that. So. It's fair to say that, from from Nagash's
1: perspective, Sigmar stabbed him in the back, and then Nagash, from Sigmar's perspective, stabbed him in the back, and then Sigmar just went fucking berserk and just wrecked Shai... Ran across Shai, just murdering everything, trying to find Nagash? I think so, yeah. And... Oh, that sounds counterproductive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it also made them lose the battle Uh (laughs) of... The, bo- the Battle of All Points, which allowed for the next major battle, which was kind of the Battle of Burning Skies. So, r-
1: real quick, before we get to the Battle of Burning Skies, uh, what it, what are the All Points? So, I know we have the Realm Gates, and that's kind of like how you get from so, uh, plane to plane. So, so, so what all, are the All Gates? What are all like the
0: points? The the, the All Gate, mm-hmm. I believe it's called the All Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fort. I bet. The way I read it, it was a fort made.
2: So, no, what it, what it is is that it's... So it's called the All Point, and what it is is it's basically a conjunction of all of the realm gates um, across all of the uh, eight mortal realms. So there's basically on every mortal realm, there is an All Gate. And this All Gate connects to this um, point. It it's really is more of almost like a ninth realm uh, that exists outside of the other realms. And it connects all point uh all points hence all point uh of the realm gates to the other realms and these all gates are basically just from what i read massive realm gates that allow for very large very steady transit transitions between the realms oh so they're man-made so. realm gates no no but
0: they they it was a, it was a fortified position
2: yeah it based it's don't think of them as man-made round gates they're more like um whereas normal round gates we might think of like as a car driving from city to city uh the all gates are more like buses or um, trains trains so like capable they're much more established yeah, a train would actually be a better comparison. Much more established, they can run a lot smoother. They can run a lot faster, and they can carry bring a lot more with them. And these and already so,
1: and these already existed. Like
2: okay. mm, they're just like the realm gates. They already existed before. Okay, exist okay cool, cool, they're cool, ju- cool, These are just they're still technically realm gates. They're just prominent realm gates. Uh, but like I said, one exists on each realm, and they are. Um, just like how in 40k when you're traveling through the warp there are some established warp lanes that basically never change and they're almost never affected by warp storms Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of the same thing for the all gates is that these are very very um, stable transitionary points and they lead to an actual place where all points whereas, whereas you uh in a realm gate, you step into a realm gate on Shaish, and you step out of a realm gate at Azir. If you step into an all gate, you actually transition into the all points.
1: So kind of like a hub, and you can yeah. Pick it's a you hub, yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and there's you can, and there are building, there are man-made buildings inside of this all point, which becomes very prevalent later on because Archeon and Chaos, eventually at this battle that Mitchell's talking about, capture
1: the all points. So I'm going to assume Mitchell that. This is a bad thing.
0: Oh, it's hell bad.
1: Basically, imagine imagine like massive. the president. <laughs> massive.
2: Um. Oh yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but um. No, yeah. So the next thing was definitely the burning skies, which mm. this is a very very big battle, which is the hard point of the age of chaos. So, so this is like where the epoch starts. This is the this hard is, realm of chaos. I, b- I believe this is where the age exact of chaos. epoch starts. There are um, many events leading up to this but there's very few events that, like, there are very few recorded events because there's actually less known about the Age of Chaos itself than the actual Age of um Myth.
1: Yeah, that kind of makes I sense. Mean, it's it's harder, again.
2: yeah, I was going to say, it's harder to write records when, when it, you're when, being stabbed. Yeah, when everybody's being slaughtered. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, So it, the battle really started with the Chaos invasion of every single realm, except that of Azir, because, you know, plot armor.
1: So why wasn't Azir affected?
2: I, uh, I actually do know this one. You don't know this one? Yeah, it's because in the Age of Myth, uh, Sigmar sealed off his um, Allgate in, in Azir.
1: See, I heard that. I thought that happened in the Age of Chaos. I thought, I thought it, Chaos It, happened, it actually in... happens right around this time.
2: Okay. So like whether it's the Age of Myth or the Age of Chaos is a little up for debate. But basically what it is is, is you know um, the, the that. Battle of All Points happens. I think it's around the right around that time. And basically Sigmar was like, oh, this is a much worse thing than I thought it was and seals his gate and that basically prevents um chaos from opening the gates because the big thing about realm gates oh he is just
1: walks it down like you cannot open it yeah. yeah no the
2: thing that's the big thing about realm gates is they have to be open from both sides so um, you can't come over to a realm gate and just force it open you, you have, have to have somehow. someone on the other
1: side so did sig so did did, did sigmar abandon the last of the Pantheon of Order, or did he close the gate after the Order had broken? I know you were talking about like during the soft point of the Realm of Chaos, what was happening and how like the gods were breaking off the Pantheon of Order. Did Sigmar just just yeet into his realm and close the gate and abandon the rest of the people that were left, or did he do that basically after the order had broken and he was like, I can't fucking stop this. I'm just gonna
0: lock myself in to save my realm. You know what? That's a good question. That's actually he
2: might have done it after the Battle of um um, the one we're about to get to, burning skies.
0: He could have actually done it when they lost all the all point, oh, yeah. the actual all point itself.
1: Yeah. Once, so, ag- anyway, once again, people, this is this is a very brief yeah. description. There's some stuff that we might not be correct on, and we will be um, we will be going back over this later today. and we will have every single bit of correct information. This is just a very brief discussion, so you'll have a have
0: ge- general knowledge. Yeah. Um, and um, let's see. The during this during like this actual really big chaos invasion there are many many battles happening on. Like so it's not just like one battle. There's one major battle, but there's a lot of battles that lead up to so this. They're just fighting everywhere so, constantly. So where everywhere where Sigmar is actually fighting, he wins every single one of those battles, but for about every single one that he wins, he loses there like twelve more losses other places.
2: Cause he can't be everywhere at once. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So okay, so is Sigmar winning just because
0: plot armor no, Sigmar is literally that strong. Okay, yes. he's he's actually defeating he um, during this period of time before all this. He defeated all four like the strongest, strongest. I'm not sure if he was strongest, but air like, quotation, air quotation. Yeah, like kind of the leaders of the greater demons. Um, not 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 like the chaos gods themselves, but of the greater oh, demons. like like their
1: chosen greater demon. Yes, like Scarbrand.
0: Um, no, is actually a lot Scarbrand's de- exiled,
1: isn't he? He's the exiled one. Um,
2: he's yeah. the exiled one, but Korin still likes to pick him up and chunk him at battlefields
0: on occasion. <laughs> Alright. I thought I wrote down their names, but I don't think I did. Anyway, you know, like the point being he's he can one of you want a great Sigmar be Crump and Earth. They're now. called they're called the t- Tetrarchs of Um uh, oh. tetrarchs of Ruin. Yeah, the Tetrarchs. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah he so he actually beats them. Um but then Archa Archean was I, like I hate you. Arc <laughs> Ar-, Ar Archean. Archeon. Ar- Archeon, Archeon, the ever chosen.
2: Um, Senor Everchosen. He
0: actually said, Senor fucking plot armor himself. Yeah. Um, he sat there and convinced them all to work together because the friendship prevails. Um, and f- do like one more major battle, and at this battle, it was Sigmar, Gorkamorka. I believe techless is in here. Yeah, techless They were all fighting this battle and for seven times Sigmar kind of like led the charge against Chaos and those seven times they actually kind of won that, like pushed him back a bit. And and this is the battle of Burning Sky or this, yes, is, this oh, is, So this is the battle of Burning Sky that's mm-hmm. happening. Yes, this okay. is the battle of Burning Sky that's happening. But on the eighth time he sat there and actually killed or like banished or whatever the hell it's called with the greater demons of the, the Tetrarchs of Ruin again. Oh, this
1: is the battle where he loses his hammer.
0: Yes, I know how that happens. Yes. He. So like after Archeon's like Archeon's dick. So after yeah. all this happens, um, like he he like kills the te- Tetrarchs of Ruin again. He um, Archeon actually is charging
1: him. Bro, I love you, Archeon. Archeon. Because Arcan is an actual
0: person. I said Archeon. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> I say Archeon. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, ah,
1: ah, wait a minute.
0: Um, Archeon is charging him after this period of time, and is like, damn, that guy got the Kingslayer Sword. That guy, that sword killed me, and I can't die at the moment. So he yeets Golmaraz at Archeon. Trying to kill him, assuming. Try Trying to kill him, but it's actually an illusion by Archeon. And it just got yoded through the Chaos Realm and many other things. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sigmar just went, oh, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Wait, uh, that, wait, <laughs> that's illegal? <laughs> yeah, and it actually went through so many different realms. Like, this man just yeeted it. And it, like, left a path of destruction among, di- like, a lot of different realms. And I believe it ended up in the Realm of Metal. Akshi.
1: Akshi. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think. No, that, no, um, no. Akshi is fire. I, um... We will be having a video going over these lands. We clearly don't fucking know what they are. <laughs> next up, join us next time. <laughs> oh no, no, is it Shimon? Or Comeon? No, no, no. It was. Um... I think
0: it is come or
1: Shimon. Comeon. Hold, hold up. Uh... Shimon.
2: But uh... oh, see, the funny thing is, I actually I know where it eventually ends up. Yes. But it it, in, it eventually ends up in the hand. In about
0: 15 minutes, we will learn.
2: <laughs> um, but should I have 15 minutes to go look up this up on my computer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn it. <laughs> and that's like that we lost the host anywho you were saying um so oh can you he really does not have 15 minutes um so it's after that it became a very losing battle well
1: yeah I mean It sounds like Sigmar lost his hammer. All the gods just in some way, shape or form were indisposed trying to fight for their lives, so there's just no more cooperation. There's just Yeah nothing. So
0: like he he really he tried his best, but after that period of time he opened up, I believe, his all point and, like, allowed so many people in ear as, like, an evacuation.
1: Oh, so is that how the city of Sigmar become a thing? Because he evacuates, like, elves and dwarves and stuff? And Yes. It is. Oh, so that's how we get the city of Sigmar that have, like, the mixing of the populations. Yes. Of the species.
0: So it's... That's cool. It, it's a lot of that. Um... And so that was, like, that is the official start of the Age of Chaos. That's when Age of Sigmar, he kind of yeets himself into the Azir with a lot of other people. And right, of realm down. right after that, he has to do a cleansing a cleansing of Azir because also a lot of Chaos cultists come with him. Oh, that's fun. Yes.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm guessing he has to do that because if he has cultists in Azir, they could open up the all-point from their side and let Chaos come yeah. in.
0: And I believe it was actually very shortly after that he started coming up with the idea... Because um, in, in the during this five hundred periods of time, there's he starts stealing souls.
1: Oh, so this is when he's taking of the yes. stormcast, right? Yes, this is yeah. when
0: he officially starts making the stormcast. He's stealing the oh. souls. Oh, so he oh. locks his home down and he just starts ye- yo- yoinking people. Yep. He's okay. like, I have a, I have and a big brain. Uh, it
2: did end up. in Kmon. Kmon?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, and this starts to really piss off Nagash because you know Nagash is like, I'm the god of death. Those are my souls. But um it's after that period of time.
1: I'm assuming the gash had a bigger problems at the moment, so you couldn't really do anything yeah. about it.
0: Um it's the age of chaos. There's a lot of murder. <laughs> um I didn't really want to go through that entire thing, but some major things is Sky Dwarves beat Zinch, keep si- Sky safe. This so the car of overlords when they retreated <laughs> to the to, to the sky and yeah. their little like Sky Forts and shit. They actually fought Zinch up there
1: and yes. or Zinch demons and they and they won. Yeah. Oh, so there were like some victories after Sigmar where yeah. everyone didn't just get fucking murdered. Yeah, not many. You got you get the, the, it, it's the small things that count. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: actually the person who actually found the internet Deepkin was actually in the Age of Chaos. <laughs> it was a greater demon of Slinesh. Uh,
1: uh, I think it was Shish. What were the Skaven doing? Wait,
2: Shaish? Shaiish? That's that's um Shish?
0: That's
2: I think that's a Deem- a named demonette character because there's the. It
0: said it was a demon, like it was. A, it said it was a keeper of secrets. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of something else my So w- here's a question: What the fuck were the Skaven doing during all of this? Because I'm pretty sure that in Age of Sigmar, the Great Horn Rat is a new Chaos God.
2: Yeah. Ah um, uh, yes. The uh. I b- believe the Skaven were doing Chaos. What? I believe. It was, I believe Skaven are now aligned with Chaos and the Great Horned Rat kinda just does whatever the other four chaos gods tell them tells yeah. it to do.
0: So So he's kind of the bitch, the group. Well, yeah. I, I could tell you this. this is the one thing I remember. Um they brought down a temple, a space temple.
1: This angers <laughs> me greatly.
0: <laughs> yes. And they were fighting lizards. This angers me greatly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's really the only thing I remember reading about Skaven. So those. they're not—they're—they're not, they're, they're not super they're, prominent. They're, then. They're, they're not the most active during this period of time, but they're still active.
2: Oh, I think they go whenever Nurgle takes over the realm of life. I Gyrin think the, yeah, I think the Skaven are there because so I think this—I think the Skaven work with
0: Nurgle a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I know Clan well, well, Bastilin is really big, so that would make sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they 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 help out with a lot of like chaos invasions and do scaven things. Alright. I feel like they're a little more active in what is the Age of Actual Sigmar, not the Age so, of so Chaos. In, in, so, it's fair
1: to say Age of Chaos, they're just kind of going around with the demons doing chaos shit and making plans for later things.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Skaven doing sneaky, 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 No,
1: we could, could be completely wrong,
0: but we will we'll hit that on another episode.
1: Cool. Alright, so Battle of Burning Sky happens, loses the hammer, Sigmar locks himself in his realm, starts doing Stormcast shit, Nagash gets pissed, what next?
0: Murder. It's,
1: yeah, what follows is basically it's, it's, 500 it's years of murder.
0: 500 years of straight murder. <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's hot. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> yeah. there, there, are, there are some things that happen in that, but it's just, at that point, it, I need to cover that in a completely different episode. So it can just
1: be said that after after Sigmar fucks off, it just, everything can be ended with, and then Chaos killed everyone.
0: Not, Not everyone. Or at least the vast majority. Chaos yeah.
1: killed a lot of things, and they got very good at it. Did, did we have any... Prominent
0: warlords of chaos rise during the. Age of chaos. Well, he oh, was already prominent, actually. In the first, it's called the Red Century. Um,
1: that sounds like Korn.
0: Yes, it's the Red Century that Korn actually becomes ascendant.
1: Uh, ascendant, as in like he is the strongest of the gods.
0: I, I believe so because it was just a straight year of. Murder sentry. You mean Yeah, straight straight century. Just murder and bloodshed. He was like, mm. he started just rubbing his nipples. It's a tad bit. <laughs> Can I get a blood for the blood <laughs> god? <laughs> um, so, and Can it's I also, get on ya? I believe it's also the red century where <laughs> it's Akshi was just. You could see Akshi from a different realm and go,
1: that planet's on fire.
0: <laughs> That's on fire. I I, I don't want to be over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Uh, right. That's horrible. So
2: um, I think it's about time that I took over now. So basically, unless you have anything else. to add? Oh no!
0: Pretty much after this, it is five hundred years, it's 500 blood years guts of It's five hundred years bloodshed. Sigmar is rust. not there. Some elves. There was an elven civil war. So okay. Yeah. That, that, All right. That, that's one of the bigger things. Um, so
2: uh, as we touched on a little bit earlier, um, during after uh, Sigmar kind of locked down Azir. Uh, from the rest of the eight mortal realms, he and Grungi basically spent the vast majority of the next 500 years just hand-picking souls uh, for Sigmar to then use in what would eventually become known as his Stormcast Eternals. So uh, literally throughout the entire period of the Age of Chaos, um, Sigmar is just watching. All of the people who die and is slowly becoming more and more and more enraged by what he sees. And they always talk about how in the lore, like, there there was this tempest brewing and it took so long for it to build up. But when it was finally unleashed, it was a tempest of truly godly proportions. And what this is in reference to is that Sigmar spent Five hundred years working with Grungy and his uh, warsmiths to not only find the souls of those who would fight chaos until their death and beyond, uh, but also working to give them the best armor and the best weapons they could offer forged from pure Sigmarite, harvested from the core of the old world.
1: So was that where Grungy was off of uh, abandoning his children? Was working with Sigmar? Yeah, the reason
2: Grungy was just like gone for 500 years was because uh, remember back when you were talking about how um, Sigmar freed Grunki from the mountaintop? Yes. And Grunki said, I owe you a debt now. This was him repaying that debt.
1: Oh, so he was... So, so that's so that's why he just abandoned his kids. He's like, I have to pay this debt back, and yep. Sigmar is probably going to like help us fight chaos back because
0: these Stormcats are dungy thick. Yep. Which is funny because it's actually stated that Grungy actually repaid his debt three times beforehand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well he, he made <laughs> Space <laughs> Marines in AOS, so
1: yeah.
2: That's that's the really funny thing is that um, like from outside viewers, everybody was like, Grungy, you've paid your debt over like multiple times now. Grungy never felt that he had truly paid his debt.
1: Well, I know that when Sigmar freed Grungi and Grimnir from the top of that mountain, like, they were they were stuck. There was literally no way in hell they were going to get free, and they were either going to somehow die of old age, being immortal, or die of something else on that mountain. Like, there was no escaping. So I guess, like, to a certain extent, I can see why Grungi would be so gung-ho about paying that debt, because they were truly fucked. Yeah. And Sigmar freeing them is what led to the dwarven population being able to Become prosperous is because their gods were there and helped them, you know, become People, a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I can see why he would think yeah. that.
2: So, um like I was saying earlier though, they he basically just spent five hundred years Sigmar spent five hundred years working with Grungi and his best war uh warsmiths to make armor, weapons, uh equipment. Plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're not wrong. But uh, they don't
0: die. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and forging these souls that he took to be his champions, his wrath made manifest. And so finally, after 500 years of chaos basically having their way with the eight mortal realms, or, well, seven of the eight mortal realms,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, Sigmar, uh, after an entire night of prayers and uh, song and war hymns, Sigmar finally unleashes his tempest upon the world and across the eight mortal realms lightning rains from the sky from the celestial realm and out of the lightning walks these golden clad warriors and for the first time the forces of chaos knew fear.
1: Why do I feel like Rocky Like a Hurricane should have been playing in the background when this happened? It's such a good story. Yeah, I got um,
2: goosebumps. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I, so I, I I read that out of the um out of the core rule book, the third edition core rule book, and I was like, okay, I gotta throw this in the podcast. This makes like, me this makes me <clears throat> moist. Yeah, just a little bit. We just lost three followers, We just lost all three. of our followers. <laughs> worth it. But no. Um uh, but yeah, so he casts them down, and it is just, for the first time in 500 years, Chaos not only has a true fight on their hands, they have a fight that they can lose. So corn was erect. Oh yeah, no, corn was, <laughs> was on one hand absolutely furious, but on the other hand immensely pleased by this.
1: And I actually want to have a little sub level quick on that. Is, um, if I remember correctly, during the Age of Chaos... Didn't Corn like start murdering his allies, his fellow demons, because the Corn Army, like after they had crumped everything for so long, had like no worthy adversaries left, and they just started aggressively murdering their friends? Well, when your
0: whole entire purpose to live is to murder, and you got nobody to murder, who are you going to murder? That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, Corn was erect because they had they finally mm-hmm. had a,
1: a a good fight on their hands. Yeah,
2: and so um, these warriors of sigmar strolled onto the battlefield armed in pure sigmarite and it warded them and their basically their purity of their soul and their faith in sigmar um warded them against a lot of the effects of chaos
1: well well. they're also like what was it thrice blessed or something like that yeah
2: so every piece of armor and war gear that they wear into battle is thrice blessed um which this is getting a really a bit more into the actual like Stormcast Eternal side of things, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into that too much, but yes, every piece of war gear that they have is stories Bloss.
1: They got hella protection. Yeah.
2: Um, and their purity of soul. Uh, if any of you listening know who Kaldor Drogo is? 40k, yeah. For, from 40k? Yeah, we're talking like that kind of level of just sheer mental fortitude. Inco- uncorruptible, completely yeah. and totally steadfast in the face Ex- of chaos. Exactly. And so um, he hurls them down onto the mortal realms and this is the the instigating incident of what becomes known as the Realm Gate Wars, and the start of the Age of Sigmar. This one event.
1: Oh, so this so completely he, he, starts a new epoch. He ends the Age of Chaos. Sigmar's yes. Nanny and he straight ends it. So
2: the 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 hurling of the Stormcast Eternals into the mortal realms is what ends the Age of Chaos and starts the Age of Sigmar.
1: So. Um, the <laughs> Sorry we got to get break we're playing with Mitchell's cat's toe beans and it's fantastic. Oh my god. Yes. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Alright. So
2: uh and then um, just this event just immediately kicks off the Romgate Wars. Uh so the first major event. The first <laughs> You know he's gonna bite your fingers if you put your finger <laughs> in his mouth.
0: He bit my <laughs> finger in the
1: first
2: place. Anyway. Uh, so the first major event is the Battle of Brimstone Peninsula. So, like I said, all across the Mortal Realms, these Stormcast Eternals are being thrown down. Some of them die, and when a Stormcast Eternal dies, they don't just die. They Their soul is actually reclaimed by Sigmar, and they are once again reforged into new Stormcast
1: Eternals.
0: Oh, so... To me, it sounded like so far they're the main characters of the Age of Sigmar. They, if this was an anime, they'd all have the spiky colorful hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: And
2: from there, basically, Sigmar is trying to establish footholds all across the Eight Realms uh, for his forces to then work from and recapture the Eight Realms. So we start off primarily with the Battle of Brimstone Peninsula. So this is the first major fight against Chaos, and it's the Hammers of Sigmar against the... Uh, uh, what, what do you call it? When the the, the Gore the Tide. The Gortide, ah. The forces of corn.
1: The so okay, so like the blades of corn or just the Gore tide? The Gortide. Oh, that's that, that that was that's wasn't the Gortide the big one during the Red Century? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're led by fuck what's his name? Yeah. Corgus uh, is Cole. Isn't... Yeah, they're led by Corgus Cole, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: And ironic and so yes, this is in Akshi, actually. Uh and the funny thing about uh Cor uh Cole. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing about Cole is the man who leads the Hammers of Sigmar, if I remember correctly, actually his tribe was exterminated by, by the Oh, in the Red so Century. So he was like,
1: it's time for fucking vengeance. Oh,
2: yeah, no, he straight up came hurling back down from heaven and was like, it's time for round two, motherfucker, let's go. And
1: Sigmar knew what the fuck he was doing with that one.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they sh- kick off this massive battle And it's all to reclaim the realm gates, because at this point, the only way, the only way for Stormcast Eternals to exit the Celestial Realm, uh, Azir, is to be uh, yoked down by Sigmar himself.
1: Which probably isn't the most efficient way to travel. It's
2: really not. So they're actively trying to capture as many realm gates in this massive uh, realm-wide blitzkrieg tactic.
1: So, and this is just so they can achieve full military mobilization of the Stormcast. Exactly. Okay.
2: And so they are actively fighting to reclaim the Realm Gate. Uh, I believe it's the Whispering Gate? Yes. Each Each one of the Realm Gates is named. Okay. Um, and I believe it's the battle for the Whispering Gate is where this is taking place. But, um, so, and there's this... Epic duel between the leaders of the Hammers of Sigmar and uh, Kerr, but we'll get into that whenever we start getting more into detail about the Age of Sigmar and the Stormcast Eternals and all that stuff. You
1: said Kerr, do you mean Kohl? Kohl, okay, yes. Gotcha. Sorry. I just want to make sure.
2: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so ultimately, though, it results in a Stormcast victory. Barely, but they win. Well, I'm
1: assuming that was a hell of a fight.
2: Yes. It, um, the leader of the heralds of, of the Hammers of Sigmar, which is a, a storm host of Stormcast Eternals, mm-hmm which is akin to a, a chapter of Space Marines at 40K, mm-hmm. um, is basically like, hey, hey, Sigmar, my bud, look, I'm about to get fucked here. Like, could I get a little help? And Sigmar's like,
1: I got you, fam, lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, he just like yeeted at Corvus Cole to help yeah. him out? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. There was some serious sounds like lightning bolt yeetage. Sounds like Sigmar on his Zeus shit. <laughs>
2: exactly. Anyway, um, and that's the big inciting incident of the Age of Sigmar. And the Stormcast Eternals immediately start fighting the forces of Chaos on all fronts across all realms. And they are actively trying to push back Chaos and capture Realm Gates and open the realms back up so that they can push out and capture as much land as they can and force as much Chaos
1: out as they can.
2: So a couple... uh, and this is, like, an ongoing war that goes on for years.
1: I mean, I'm assuming the egg we're still in the Age of Sigmar, it's basically still happening to a certain extent. Uh, the
2: Realm Gate War is not so much. There's been a couple incidents since then, but okay. this is this is not a short, short time period. I'm not sure on exact years. Uh, I actually read something somewhere during my research that said that Games Workshop intentionally stays away from providing exact dates. Oh, yeah. It, it's I'm going to be honest, the fact is. that... Uh, well, it, especially so in... Uh, Sigmar like yeah. they will not reference a calendar they will not reference a specific year they'll make g- very General oh, yeah, no about, I read like this. oh, this was like a couple generations ago or this was like yeah Yeah, 500 years ago things the like that. that they there's... do it for
1: the writers, right? Yes, yeah, simply so the
2: writers can be like oh Here's this really cool character that I really want to write about and here's this really cool event that I think would be really cool for him to be in but he was technically in this place at this time, and then he's over here at this other place at this time. And if they say like these are exactly five years apart, it's kind of it hard to fit a, a massive yeah. scale. It's and... pretty.
0: It's, it's pretty impressive that they sat there and actually proclaimed that the AJK also is like five hundred. Yeah, years. Yeah, like a hard five hundred. That's when you also. It's not hard. It's like really close. Like. 510 to
2: 400 Can I get a 500.1? Mm. Yeah. So when, when, when Mitchell sat down and was talking about that, I was actually very surprised that he had a hard number for us. Anyway, regardless. I guess it
1: makes sense, though. You know, yeah, it, it really a, does. A black this. library goes really hard, so they probably mm-hmm. want to keep things ambiguous so their writers can do what they want.
2: Yeah, especially now in Age of Sigmar, um, when they are when they want to have all of that writing going on about major important characters. Anyway, back on topic, though. Uh, the next big event that we come to, though, is the Battle of Anvarak, which is a battle uh, between the Stormcast Eternals and a, a sorcerer lord of Zinch. Uh, and that's really the biggest thing you need to know here is that the this sorcerer lord of Zinch, who I for some reason didn't write down his name and I'm totally blanking on the top of my head, I think he's just called the Exalted. Um... Or something like that. Anyway, uh, he has in his possession Galmaraz.
1: Oh it, shit! He has yeah, the hammer.
2: Yeah, he has the hammer. He is in the uh, realm, of, the realm of metal, and there is a storm host of Stormcast Eternals who I forget why they were there, but they had they didn't know he was actually there. They were there for some completely different reason but this sorcerer lord saw them and was like oh shit they're coming for the hammer and so he proactively went out and ambushed them and the stormcast turtles were like wait what the fuck are you doing here and so they fought him all the way back to the exalted tower uh, where they were holding his hammer and just as they were all about to be slaughtered the lord celestine the leader of this group of stormcast eternals breaks down a wall inside of the exalted tower, and there is sitting Gaul and he's like, wait a second, I know what that is! And sits there, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and, and, like, right
2: after he sees that, the, him and the rest of his host are annihilated, and so they are reforged by Sigmar, and, and Sigmar's like, hey, like, what the fuck
1: happened? <laughs> and they fucking tattled on Zeech. <laughs> Yeah,
2: Yeah, and basically, and he's like, well, okay, so I saw this big glowing thing, and Sigmar's like, that's my mallet.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> my well, me mallet. No, but this ties into the the fucking uh uh uh. So, at prime, right? Yes. The first, the very first Stormcast Eternal.
2: Mm-hmm. And not only also
1: f- hashtag Carl friends
2: <clears throat> Not only the the first uh, Stormcast Eternal, but also the first among Stormcast Eternals in terms of power and gifts from Sigmar. Oh,
1: so he is de facto he the
2: is strongest. he is Sigmar's will made manifest. Okay. So, they discover the hammer, and then what follows is something called the Hammer Crusade, the Heldenham-
1: where oh, I love that name. The Heldenhammer. Twelve,
2: twelve
1: storm hosts
2: of lots, stormcast of lots eternals, of, lots of
1: sigmarines,
2: are assembled to find this hammer.
1: Real quick, do you know roughly about how big a storm host is?
2: fucking huge
1: oh so it's not like there's a thousand space marine bullshit in 40k these storm hosts are massive
2: yeah each one is an army in and of itself okay and yeah to give you an idea uh just a really quick side note storm hosts are broken down into chambers and there, as far as i'm aware there can be more than one chamber of a kind in each storm host
1: so there's a lot of fucking sigmarines there yeah
2: if you look on tabletop uh, i actually play uh um cast eternal's on tabletop in Age of Sigmar if you look at the size of a chamber on tabletop it's like it, it's anywhere from like 2 to 4000 points swiss so being it's a lor- is lor- a <clears throat> lord
1: is lord she enlarged is lord also hashtag #lizards <clears throat> on tabletop
2: anyway getting back on getting back on the topic though uh So, these 12 storm hosts are assembled, which include the Hammers of Sigmar, the Celestial Vindicators, the Anvils of the Heldon Hammer, and the Lions of Sigmar, just to name a few. Uh, A fucking few. Yeah, just to name four of the 12. Anyway, so they all just fucking go after this thing, and it is a massive campaign. It is truly a crusade to find this hammer. Because now, the Lord Sorcerer knows what's coming, and Zeench is like, Oh, we can't let him get that hammer. <laughs> I... Um,
1: something wicked this way comes.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: by the pricking of my thumb. Anyway, uh, so they do eventually reclaim Galmaraz, uh, Gal though, and this culminates... I'm assuming this, culminates... this battle will be
1: discussed in detail later, but I'm yes. going to assume that it is fucking massive. Just yeah, the one battle for the hammer. It's
2: 12 storm hosts, which, keep in mind, it was like two storm hosts at the Battle of the, um, the Brimstone Peninsula. Where they fought against... Where War they fought Skull. against... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, when okay. they fought against the Gore-Tide and, w- and basically won, that was, I think, two. Jesus fuck. All right. And they assembled 12. Yeah, he wanted his mouth um, back. So, yeah, after they reclaimed uh, Galmaraz, though, uh, it's at this point that Sigmar makes this really big decision for himself and for all of the Strongcast Eternals as well. Uh, so he decides basically to stop being a frontline unit. So the biggest reason why they kind of Sigmar kind of lost in the Age of Chaos was because he personally went and fought every battle he could. He wasn't guiding from the rear. He wasn't planning and strategizing. He was actively fighting on the front lines. And he makes the decision to give Galmaraz to his Celest- to his Celestian Prime. Well, he needed to because, because the Prime Maraz- would wake up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but the bigger there is more implications behind it than just the Celestial Prime woke up. Uh, Sigmar makes the decision that he needs to guide, and he needs to strategize, and he needs to become a leader and a general, not just a warrior of renown. Right. And so Galmaraz, even though it is the symbol of his divine power, he gives it to his Celestial Prime because he set, he... He says that, you know, this is a weapon, and weapons are meant to be wielded. So he gives it to his Celestial Prime, and his Celestial Prime had been reforged, but had not woken up yet. But upon receiving, Galmaraz wakes up, and he is now um, Sigmar's will made manifest. This is who Sigmar sends when an a entire Storm host would not be enough, is one single figure.
0: Whoa. I don't know
1: if y'all oh, heard I that. That heard, was my hip popping. I heard that. Oh, that was naughty. Chaos right. gods us talking shit. I know, right? <laughs> here come the body pains. Anyway, so after that,
2: what follows is the War of Life. So in the War of Life, uh, the so now after the after the Realm Gates have started to come under control and they're starting to in the turn and the Stormcaster starting to control Rome Gates, they decide that it is time to rebuild the Pantheon of Order. So the uh Stormcast Eternals at Sigmar's But go out and start looking for the old gods of order. So Nagash, Lariel, all of them.
1: Tyrion Teclis, yada yada yada. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So the first one they go to, the first big one that they go to, because they send representatives to a few different ones, they just don't hear anything back, but the one that they actually go and seek out is a L'Oreal in the Realm of Life. And Mitchell, your Hollowed night boys, this is them.
0: Saving my thick lady girl.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Nurgle's just sitting there chilling, washing his pits in the pool of sacred tears, <laughs> and then, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, a wild hallowed night appears. Anyway. <laughs> Uh,
2: so they go to. They're trying to reclaim the realm gates of the uh, realm of Guron from Nurgle, while also contacting L'Oreal to rebuild to start rebuilding the Pantheon. <clears throat> Large battle ensues. Nurgle and them fight. Nurgle kind of starts crumping. Nurgle then really starts crumping. Then Nurgle sends in his champion. Uh, the champion's name is if I can find it.
0: Question. Torglug. Nurgle crumping or Nurgle getting crumped?
1: Nurgle crumping. Oh. Yeah, Nurgle's kind of kicking their shit in. Yeah, I think I remember this. Like, they, they go in to find a L'Oreal, and then they do, and Nurgle's like, thanks for showing me the way, you dumb bitch. Yeah, and then no, Nurgle just starts exactly fucking annihilating everything. Yeah. And then Stormcats are like, father, I require aid. Brother, I am pinned here. Yeah.
2: So that's actually... More or less exactly what happens is that they, they meet with the Lady of Vines to wake up Alariel, L'Oreal and Lariel's like, Fuck all you bitches, I'm a depressive bitch and I ain't waking up for shit. What is it called? Like her season was winter, basically. She was just
1: alone, yeah, cold, and depressed.
2: Exactly. And they finally get there, and the Hollowed Knights are taken to see Alariel by the Lady of Vines. And Alariel is like, Oh, all of you can fuck off. And then Nurgle's like, Thanks for showing me the way, buds. Shows up, and Alariel's like, Fuck. This is not good, um, and like I, th- I didn't read exactly what it was, but she basically turns herself into a seed to to be uh, to be planted and grow again. Uh, gives herself to the to the Lady of Vines, and the Lady of Vines basically takes all the remaining um, hallowed knights and Sylvaneth, and are like, "We're gonna
1: yeet now." Who was the champion you said that was pursuing them?
2: Uh, Torglug.
1: Torglug. One of the
2: seven greatest champions of Nurgle.
1: That's a name that sounds hot.
2: Yeah. T- oh Tor- yeah.
1: Poor <laughs> so Glug.
2: So they. It's in the tub. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're, they are now facing one of the hordes of Nurgle with Torglug at the head. And they are down to less than a hundred men strong
1: total. Oh, so bad things are happening. Bad things are
2: happening. And remember how I said Sigmar likes to send him the Celestial Prime when not even a Stormhost would do?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he eats the Celestial Prime down and the Celestial Prime is like, be gone, thought, And just, like, wand
1: Torglug. And once again, strongest Stormcast alive. Yes. Okay, yeah.
2: And this and the reason this is important, because this is the ooh, dawn ooh, yeah, the, yeah Yeah, this is the dawn of the redeemed. Ah I love this. So the celestial Prime kills Torglug and as he is dying and his soul is dispersing back into the chaos realms, Sigmar l- looks down upon him and is like, wait a minute.
1: Tiny tiny. <laughs>
2: A little bit honor I see there. Joint that's mine. So there's like one <laughs> steals... percent of his soul that's not, that's pure. Mm-hmm. Steals the last final pure uh, pureness in his soul for himself and reforges him into a stormcast eternal.
1: So, does that mean that Torglug was so strong that one percent of his soul makes a whole ass uh, Sigmarine, or is that just like Sigmar already had a whole ass Sigmarine and just put a little bit of a soul in there to like? That
2: means Torglug um Torqueleg was that powerful that, that potent that his even a small piece of his soul it was so it was still managing to be so pure that sigmar was able to create a whole astron cast eternal out of it nice anyway I'm
1: assuming this pissed off the chaos Gods. oh the
2: chaos gods saw this and they were like ah uh, no this is not acceptable <laughs> under no conditions is this all right um but yeah so they that eventually happened uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened afterwards uh, I think Think they go to uh, Azir and Sigmar's kind of like yeah we'll shelter you for now but I need to do a little more research on that anyway the the big thing that comes out is that out of that is that they find a L'oreal and they discover that even the champions of of, can the, of chaos can potentially be redeemed and that's actually the Brotherhood that. Um, follows after Torglug, which he gets renamed after he's... Uh, I think he's called like reformed. Torglug the
1: Redeemed, I thought.
2: Yeah, it, but his name changed It's like Torlun. Oh, okay. Instead of Torglug, it's like Torlun, the Redeemed.
1: Take the glug out of it. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah, kind of. Uh, but he actually ends up forming a brotherhood known as the Redeemed. And it's all just other souls that
1: have been reclaimed from chaos. So, are, are the Redeemed, like, stronger than normal Stormcast? Uh, because They're like, not they're chaos stronger, champions. but they are...
2: They're exceptionally potent of will. Okay. Um, if they're it. in a
0: the brotherhood, what storm host are they in?
2: Um, I think they're I think they're separated. I don't either they're separated out and they just hold themselves together um, because of their shared background or they're not part of a storm host. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe that's I'm, something I'll have to like
1: look at sm- I'm assuming that this type of shit doesn't happen super often. Yeah, so they're probably f- a small like special forces almost type thing.
2: Uh, not necessarily special forces, but I think I think they really are just more like a small brotherhood that kind of does their own thing at Sigmar's behest.
1: Okay, okay. I
2: th- so I think these are kind of like, almost like Sigmar's chosen champions to a certain extent. Right. Uh, but I need to do a little more research on that. Uh, the other big thing that happens is that uh, one of the Celestian Lords of this group ends up... So the the big reason they were trying to reclaim the realm gates in this realm was because they all led directly to Nurgle's garden in the realm of chaos. And as a distraction, in order to try and make sure that they could win the day, one of the Lord Celestins wanders into the, the garden of Nurgle. Oh, God. Yeah, he just walks in there. And then is like, come get me, bitches. And draws off one of the greater demons of Nurgle and just 1v1s him. Inside of Nurgle's garden and walks out alive.
1: <laughs> okay, like walks out alive because he won, or walks out alive because he ran. Walks out alive because he won. Jesus Christ! Okay. Oh yeah,
2: homeboy went hard. I forget his name. Um. Anyway, but after that, a couple more uh, events happen. There's the Battle of Bloodkeep, which is where the Fire Slayers and the Stormcast uh, fight side by side to try to try and take the brass chain, and the brass chain is the only chain that can hold back. Uh, Scarbrand. So basically, they can they bind him.
1: Big Daddy Rage, Papa, Greater Demon Scarbrand? Yes. Gotcha. It's the
2: only chain in existence that can bind him. They ultimately end up failing, but it forges a strong bond between the Stormcast and the Fire Slayers. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Third War of the Dead, which is where Archeon um, and Nagash have a fighting, a big fighting contest, because Archeon is like, oh, Nagash is getting stronger off of all the death and destruction. That's not good. Tries to fight Nagash, and Nagash aggressively crumps him.
1: Oh, Nagash ain't having none of this shit. Yeah, I'm assuming Nagash is also operating off of pure rage at that point as well.
2: Yeah, he comes out of the Underworld, and Archeon's sitting there like, I'm trying to invade the Underworld, and Nagash is like, no, this is not acceptable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this is, is something yeah, that's actually becomes It becomes,
2: it becomes um, the battle that they fight becomes renowned as the Slaughter of the Starlight Gate, or something like that, because Nagash just aggressively murders everyone. Uh, but in, in another part of uh, Shaiish, uh, one of his... More, uh, Mortats?
0: More more Mortarks, more, 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 more Mortarks.
2: Mortarks. Thank you. One of his Mortarks, uh Neferata, is being overtaken by the armies of Archeon, and the Stormcast actually show up there and actively help them to try and get back into Gashes, good gracious. Doesn't, it it doesn't work, but Fuck be, Yeah. Anyway, uh then there's a couple other events. The war for Claxus, the retaking of the Manticore Realm Gates, uh, the battle at Mount Kronos, which is a big event, because that's where Archeon binds a fallen Keeper of Secrets to him and becomes basically his personal oracle. So Archeon gains gains the foresight of a Keeper of Secrets. or Sorry, not a Keeper of Secrets, the Lord of Change. The hell? Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Archeon of the plot armor.
2: And the reason this is big is because after that, Dracotheon opens up what's known as the Extremis Chamber. And this is a new chamber available to Stormcast Eternals where they will bind the children of Dracotheon, and that's where you see the, uh, the Strongcast Eternals writing star dragons and things like that, is because of this event. Dracotheon personally okay, stepped so in, it was what's, like, my children will all not
1: What's helping. the difference between the dragons and the Draconeth that we just saw released like two days ago? Uh, no, those are dragons
0: start Drakes. They are Drakes. Oh, they okay. They're not dragons or
1: Drakes because yeah. they. Because I'm pretty. Because they said like dragon. Those are like the last two dragons alive. So I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. So they're writing Drakes. Yeah, big, yeah. Less Lesser dragons, essentially.
0: Cool. Yeah, you're right. Gotcha. You're right. I want. I just. I, I just wanted to make sure
1: that was and clear. That,
0: dragons. Dragons for all intents and purposes, but mm-hmm. Draconith. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the,
2: the the big thing about that is that uh, Dracothion has a bunch of different children, and they're the all dra- kind of generally referred to as, like, Dracoliths. But the Draconiths
1: are, like, the strongest and most powerful. Uh,
2: the Stardrakes are actually the most powerful. Um, only a few ride them. Okay. Um, but the biggest reason is because the children of Dracotheon are sentient and of themselves, mm-hmm. and so to a certain extent they choose their rider. Okay. You, you have to prove yourself worthy of it. Okay. Um, then there's the, uh, God Beasts Enslavement. By uh, Archeon, I think that's right. Uh, Wars of the Flame Worlds, uh, and eventually the Realm Gate Wars culminates in the in the fight for the eight points. So after the all points were taken,
1: the, oh yeah, the they Rumble got renamed the eight points, right? Chaos oh, yeah, renamed eight pointed scar. Ha, ha yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight realms, eight pointed,
2: pointed scar. It, yeah. um, well, no, you you did. Um, you didn't say of. it
1: was called the eight points, but you talked about the all the all points being lost to yeah. but yeah when that happened they got reading into eight points mm-hmm. and this was like the culmination of the Realm gate wars because they needed to take this back to establish like a foothold mm-hmm. they needed to either take it back or, or shut, shut it down yeah, and it so what it. they what
2: they ultimately did is they sh- they kind of shut it down by sealing the gates the all gates that led to uh, Akshi and Guran. So the realm of life and the realm of fire, they sealed them off from uh, the all p- from the eight points
1: from the all points. So chaos can now no longer evade through that. But they can invade the other one, So is not that still considered like a f- um, or are those two realms just the most important ones? You have to. You, one thing that you
2: have to remember is that the realm gates, strong cast are actively fighting to control them. Ah,
1: yeah, 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 gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah,
2: that's why sealing these all gates was really important. But they ended up sealing them. So now three of the. Three of the eight gates have now been sealed by Stormcast Eternals. And so now it's preventing chaos from, like, basically having unending hordes sweeping into these realms. Uh, Then came the Time of Tribulations. So the Time of Tribulations is a series of events that basically leads up to, you know, Big Poppy Bone Daddy trying to do Big Poppy Bone Daddy things and blow up the world.
1: Ah, Necroquakes.
2: Yes so nagash since the age of myth has been trying to enhance his power and wipe out all life in the eight realms as such nagash does do Mm -hmm. so the time of tribulations is nagash finally completing all of his plans leading up to this and he activates a ritual that's going to allow him to suck up a truly massive amount of death magic and then basically wipe out all life across the eight realms. Unfortunately, the Skaven took issue with that. Ah, the rat the, the rat men rear their ugly heads. Yeah, so the Skaven fucked it up, as usual, and basically what it was is they snuck in, so there was this black pyramid being built by Nagash. That was the focal Nagash, point, right? Yeah, and Nagash activates the ritual, and the Skaven sneak inside and basically look at all the, look at these crystals that the um, magic is being channeled through, and they're like, ooh, that looks pretty, we're going to take that. And just their mere presence being corrupted creatures of chaos fucks up the ritual. And the ritual goes horrendously wrong. And instead of uh, centralizing all the death magic in the realm on Nagash, it focuses it into a point inside of the pyramid and creates just a vortex of death magic. That sounds and lovely. The gash is standing in the middle of it, like, ah, yes, unlimited power. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Maybe two of limited. Yeah, no. He literally sucks up as much as he can, and then has to yeet for fear of, ob- for of fear oh. of basically blowing himself up,
1: like perma death. Because the gash has died before and come back. They imply that this one would have been pretty serious. Oof! Alrighty then.
2: So he yeets, and then the entire thing explodes, and the shock waves from this explosion echo across all of the eight realms and it raises trillions from the dead and it is just a unending war it is a tide of death coming for people and this event is known as the necroquake so the necroquake ends up leading to the shayish nadir which is that vortex i spoke well, of well
0: the, the necroquake is also the birth of the night hunt as Correct. well
1: and also, didn't the Necroquake also really fuck up the winds of magic? Where like now using any spell, it is now amplified to truly uncontrollable proportions. It's and not, anyone who uses magic, it just goes wildly out of control.
2: A little bit. I'm getting to that in a second. They actually have they actually make reference to that. Right. But, yes, having... Um, because of the Necroquake, the, na- the very nature of magic across the eight realms changes. That sounds serious. Mm-hmm. So this is known as the Arcanum Optimar. So in the Arcanum Optimar... Uh, magic is drastically easier to use. Sh- um, charlatans, people who could like just barely make some tiny little effects happen, suddenly they can cast magic. Not high magic, but suddenly they can like truly cast magic and things like that. It becomes much easier to re- use. Wizards of the realms that they are inhabiting can suddenly instinctively use magic of the realm. Oh. Yeah. And then because of the just truly massive amounts of magic that is uh, out in the mortal realms now, you see the awakening of these things called endless spells, which are spells that almost operate as if they have a mind of their own. And they just oh. roam across the mortal realms. Yeah, uh, so several that means of the-
1: like, I cast Firestorm and it just goes forever and ever and ever and ever?
2: Yeah. Oh! Yeah, there was, there was a guy who cast a fire spell trying to destroy a... Uh, uh, a, um, a castle. He cast it, and the spell took a mind of its own and actually turned on him and destroyed him. And now it is just wandering across the mortal realms.
1: No, that sounds horrible.
2: Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Actually, one of the major magic associations in the mortal realms, it's a human one, actually has, like, bounty hunters they go out and actively hunt down these mortal spells or these uh, endless spells to okay. try and capture them and study them.
1: That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it is pretty That's cool. That's pretty fucking cool. I just remember Steve Irwin but with like a Harry Potter one.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Anyway, um so yeah, this is this is so not only is this a very dangerous time for wizards because potentially their new spells could go haywire and like just go out of control, it's also a time of great study and knowledge gathering. So they um, there's a couple different schools that are actively hunting down endless spells just to study them. Uh, and then the big thing that follows because of that is the Soul Wars. And that's this going to be the wrapping up of our timeline right now. But the Soul Wars is when Nagash re-emerges uh, after the Necroquake and basically decides that he has pumped himself so full of death magic that nobody can stop him. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. And yes, so because of the necroquake, you saw the rise of the night haunts. So Nagash now leads his
1: legions of
2: night haunts in war against the living. Oh,
1: so, he's, so he is also kind of like an enemy now. There's no, like, tentative truce or or a, or a pact to ignore each other. He is actively waging war on everything yeah. alive.
2: Yeah, no, he now actively believes that he is basically strong enough to tell Sigmar and all of Sigmar's allies, allies that they can all go fuck themselves. I feel uh, like this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, a little bit. So it and it, it comes from that stem of Nagash believes that he is owed all souls of the dead. So he is act he actively hates the deep kin Sigmar. Oh man, I bet Sigmar making the Stormcast Eternal like hella pissed him oh, off. Oh no, yeah. it hella pisses him off. It pisses him off to the point that actually whenever a um Stormcast Eternal is, dies and their soul is taken back to Azir to be reforged, he steals as much of their souls as they can. So the Stormcaster are actively in almost like an arms race against Nagash to figure out how to prevent their souls from being stolen, because every time they are reforged, they lose a piece of their soul to Nagash.
1: Because okay, they start becoming like, like, have less human emotion, less personality, and more like vicious, and very much like, ah oh, yes, you are doing bad things by stealing bread, time to stab you in the throat with my spear. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever if it's gotten that bad yet, but yes, that's yeah, the an implication. It's exaggeration, but yes. that's kind of like, yeah. That yeah, that is the implication, which is mm-hmm. bad.
2: Uh, so, well, another big event that happened because of the Necroquake is that old sealed artifacts and relics were suddenly infused with magic again, and so you saw this awakening of old ancient relics, including certain sealed
1: tombs. Oh fuck.
2: Captain Storm Vaults. Oh, fuck. Storm vaults are where Sigmar keeps the relics that he deems too dangerous to keep around, lying around, but he can't destroy. Oh triple fuck. Yeah. One of these things is the tomb of Orpheon Catacross. Do you know who that is? I don't. I think Mitchell does. Who is it? It's a pretty cool model. <laughs> He's the leader of the Oziark Bone Reapers. Oh, shit. I know who that is. So Nagash gets a ping. So uh, this necroquake wakes up his tomb, and he's like, oh, shit, what's that? And then Nagash is like, oh, shit, is that my boy? Runs over there and lays siege in what's called the Siege of Sorrow to the city. I'm going to forget which city it is now. And eventually breaks open the tomb and steals uh, uh, Catacross from the tomb. And reinstates him as the leader of the Oziark Bone Reapers, and this guy just starts reaping across Shaish. Yes. he is he is Nagash's greatest enforcer and um, most powerful general.
0: The reason why he be- actually became a more target because when he was fighting battles against Nagash, because he actually was against Nagash when yeah. he was personally living, he was such an amazing strategizer that he constantly fought back Nagash. And it wasn't until he died oh, that me. Nagash is actually started able to win. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, he they they really really, really didn't need Nagash having
2: him. So, do you remember how we were talking about the battle for eight points and how the Strongcast Eternals like had to fight long and hard in order to reclaim two of the gates?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, Catacross does that with his Bone Reapers. <laughs> he basically is given command of a legion of Nighthaunts, and he's like, "Hey, Nighthaunts, go go into eight points. See what's there."
0: I would like they to it man- is oh, yeah. the, there's a distinction between Nihons and Bone Reapers. Bone Reapers are yes. the creations of Nagash that he believes are the perfect beings. Mm-hmm. The, oh, there,
2: but he does he does have command over both.
0: Now, the okay. Mortarks are basically vampires, yeah. Uh kind
1: of. I know. What no. Are the, what are the the vampires? There
0: are three Mortarks. Uh-huh. There's yeah. Nephrata. She's the first vampire. She's yeah. a Mortarch. Manfred, right? Oh, four four Mortarks. Ah! Yeah, Manfred's um, Mortark. Then there's Manfred. Um, there's Arcan, and then there's oh, Koryos is his name
1: Orpheon Catacross.
0: Catacross. So,
1: so what What faction is the vampires then? Or the vampires, death.
2: everything that is in the order of death serves Nagash, in yes, including the vampires and the, and the flesh eater courts.
1: Oh, so flesh eater courts is where that's those place? are the ghouls, those are the more okay, gotcha.
2: Those are the ghouls, which I was reading up a little bit on them. Apparently, they all like. Uh, basically what's happening is that like the king of each one of the courts is basically just having a ma- massive hallucination that he thinks that he is in fact like the king of a court and that the food that he's eating is like the most delicious feast that he- has ever been presented before him. But yeah, he's just massively hallucinating the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of terrifying.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a big reason why a lot of people believe that the flesh eater courts are actually the Britonians.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, he sends in his legion, led by Lady uh, O...
0: Olinor? No. Lady Olinor? Yeah, the, the model, the big one. Le- Lady Osaris, yes.
2: Yes. He actually sends her in. It's her legion. Sends her in ahead. They get as far as they can, and they're like, Hey, hey, Catacross, you want to come help us out? And he's like, okay, cool, and just sweeps in and almost takes um, the Chaos Stronghold in the eight points. Oh, shit. It is Archeon has to come back and personally fight them in order to prevent them from taking eight points. That's how strong this guy is. He's almost Um, stronger than plot armor, guys. Yeah. Damn. But that's the most recent lore I could find. Uh, So the Soul Wars, I believe... Well, okay. The Soul Wars were ongoing. Now that they've released 3rd edition Age of Sigmar and Dominion... Uh, I think there's new lore out now that's gonna say that like either that the Soul Wars have ended or there's some new big event going on. But this is the most recent lore I can find, so that's that's where things stand right now.
0: I believe there's Broken Realms as well, but we need to actually get all those books and actually read, yeah. them read first. through
1: them and whatnot to get the accurate. Yeah, information. Broken, Broken Realms is still recent enough that it's hard to find that information online. Yeah, yeah. so. Kind of sounds like this is the wrap up. This is then the very. <laughs> this, is, this is a fucking two hour. episode. Oh, like, this yes. is a two hour episode, but this is the bare bones of what happened in mm-hmm. all the ages.
2: I mean, um, realistically, two hours is. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: not, it's, it's not, not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, I think we're gonna be the majority of our episodes. We're gonna try to be like anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours, just so we can make sure there's a lot of information coming through. We're not just doing really like small baby episodes because we have lots to talk about. But Here I agree. We <laughs>
0: Yeah, you sure about that? <laughs> I think. <Okay>. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> um. Anywho, so this is the um. So this is the wrap up, I believe, of our ages
0: episode. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I mm. believe the next one is going to be the mortal the realms. The mortal realms. No mortal realms. I said that in the middle of the episode. Yeah. yeah. I
1: did say that. Um. But yeah. No. Yeah. So the next episode might end up being a little shorter, just because we're we're gonna be talking about the, the mortal realms and just like. Watch it be thirty minutes. Oh, it's watch it be three, <laughs> Watch it be three and a half hours. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm. I'm betting
2: it's going to be a solid hour because we can. We can afford to throw in a little bit more about each realm in there about like the inhabitants and or maybe there. like oh, yeah, what,
1: the names the realm gates that are, that are in those. Yeah, that's realms. probably Maybe like what factions inhabit said realms and whatnot. But yeah, we're gonna actually like hopefully say the names properly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't count no. on it. Um, just have a little history and a little description of what the land uh, what the realm is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but don't, like, if you have any comments or questions that you had, don't be afraid to send us a message on mm-hmm. Facebook, You, it's a Lorecast eternal like, at Lorecast Eternals, no or, underscore.
2: Yeah. Um, or hit we, us up on Twitter, or shoot us an email, we can yeah. have multiple ways. No, we're, we're,
1: yeah. we're pretty cool, pretty chill, if you have a question, we'll get, we'll get back to you as fast as we can, and, you know, try to answer it
0: to the best of our ability. Find us on Podbean, because... Apparently that we get a free website out of that. Oh my god, do we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, oh, that's news to me. You just, you just that's pretty, cool. pretty cool. You just Google up "lorecast Eternals" and it's like the podcast and the Pop Bean thing, and right there. Nice. All right, cool. Well, well you know, um, thank
1: everyone. Thank, thank, you, thank you everyone for joining us uh, well, today. Well, thank you. Thank you very I much. I
0: swear, half, like, much through this um, I can't episode, English. I sat there and I had brought in the most southern draw I could. i tell you what now. I'll tell you what. I was just, we were, we were
1: <laughs> f- Thank you all for joining us today. I hope... You know, this episode has been informative. If we got anything incorrect, we'll be addressing it at a later date. Like I said, we're just a bunch of dudes learning the lore with you, trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about that. I had a brief microphone meltdown. Anywho. Hey! Thank y'all for joining us today. <laughs> Hope y'all have a great rest of y'all's uh, day. Whenever y'all read this. Um, keep read. doing what y'all are doing. Read this. Read this. Whatever. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> listen to this with your ear orbs. Drums on your face.
0: <laughs> and, um,
1: yeah, this is... Jacob yeah. signing
2: off. Thanks a bunch, of guys, for joining us. Uh, we we're doing it not just for us, but also for y'all as well. So please, if you enjoy it, mainly feel free. To... Oh, okay, well, yeah, fuck yeah you guys. we're you're mainly doing it for us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's us trying to get more lore, and which is the best way to get about it. That's right. I love all of you. But no,
2: um, thanks to you guys a bunch for tuning in, and listening to us. Yammer on three
0: of you, one from Colorado. One from Denmark. And one from Australia. I told you it was
1: Australia. (laughs) I thought it was
2: Austria. Okay. Well, I was horribly wrong. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all in two weeks. Peace out. Birdman out.